Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
stuff, and I, and I, 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 I'm not saying I don't in any way. Uh, the thing is, you get this fellowship for essentially, if you if you were too critical of the Watchtower, you would ultimately find yourself disfellowshipped. Now, is that scriptural? They would argue it is because because like Paul saying, you know, everybody being in the same mindset or, or, or whatever. He said, I, I forget the exact text, but it's in, I think it might be in 2 Timothy. He says, you know, all, all being united, essentially, in, 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 in thinking or something like that. Are you familiar with that? Or do I could yeah, find it, it. It's, just, it's translated differently, so I'm not quite as familiar. Right. But I, I think I can tell what you're talking about. Right, yeah. So that's what they're pointing to. For, for for that, so uh, you know it's, it's it's sort of a tricky thing, but I I definitely think that they've had they have it set up um, in a way that yeah if if you were if you're being if you're questioning beyond what you're supposed to then then yeah this will shut you up and and uh, keep everybody in line <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah, and then and then and then what? So if if someone decided, well, they just don't want to be whatever they they, they don't want to be a Jehovah's Witness, or they they want to go their a different path, they want to live an immoral life and everything. Well, does that mean then if your child makes that decision and that and they're that's their firm held belief, well, a decade or more down the road, you still can't you can't get together with them and have a meal or whatever. I mean. That's a little ridiculous, if you ask me. You know, I mean, people have to make their own decisions in that way, and the Bible even says that. You know, so uh, I don't. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I, it's it's a it's a it's tricky, and I can argue it from both points or you know different points of view. Yeah, I screwed up the audio but, uh, on this. I forgot to merge the calls. <laughs> Oh, I, I forgot to record. Huh. Well, it, it's recording now, but uh, they didn't. Okay. All that was unrecorded. <laughs> so. Oh, that's too bad. Well, I mean, you know, we can. No, we, you know, we can do it again, and we can yeah. go through that stuff again. Um. But uh, uh, what was I going to say? That it, it, it made me think of another point I wanted to bring up to you. Um. But now I can't remember what that was. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what's escaping me right now. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you been listening to Hoaxbusters? About a year, I guess. Okay. I, I I don't listen to podcasts as much as I used to, but I it, it's not. Didn't have to do the hoax purses, but I. It used to be my favorite podcast. I don't. Just not listen. To, I'm doing other stuff right now because I'm not. I'm not really learning anything. Um. Okay. If we uh, have some kind of event over in the Middle East, I'll start getting more involved with that kind of stuff because I would I would listen to that just to stay informed. You know, different people talking about. Uh, right. I don't have to do that. Like I was studying it today. You know. I, I got to give some kind of intelligent opinion. Uh, yeah, right. I don't have to say anything about it, but if I do say anything, it should be something that I know what I'm talking about a little bit. <laughs> it looks like a, right. like a false, 
It looks like a false flag to me. <clears throat> yeah, well, I the little bit I've seen um, seems to... Well, I mean, what, you're talking about the bombings and stuff and the, the gas yeah. attack and well, all I'm that? Talking the gas, yeah, I'm talking about the gas attack. Because, um, see, this has already happened a number of times before, and none of them were proven, and they were actually assumed to be false flags. And now here we go again. See, most... The public doesn't know this shit. They're not paying attention, but this is, we've already been through this before, and none of those uh, attacks were uh, credible. They couldn't prove anything. So, right. This is a situation where you just totally have to trust them, and uh, they just not, they're not trustworthy, so it's too bad that we can't trust the government, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I guess it's just such I mean, a reality say, people for People right me. now, they're not even thinking along those lines. They would actually have sure. to have, to some, have someone help them along. Like, have you thought about that this could be a false flag? And most people, they're not even thinking yeah. about that. Is this a oh, new yeah. story? You know? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, no, I mean. You know, that's all they're thinking about right now. Sure. People are, are definitely uh, not... I mean, they're they're not even and if they hear you ask that kind of a question, I I I, I heard you make a good point uh, in that one in one episode saying how you know asking the question is an easier way of broaching these subjects with people, just you know letting them think a little and stuff. But the thing is, if you ask, I agree. I mean, that's I think that's a reasonable uh, point. But but people even asking them, it's they're, they're, they're they're immediately dismissive. It's just like no way, you know. Like, yeah, you know, it, it's just it's a, it doesn't even compute as as possible. A lot of that stuff. I I hold to the view that um, a lot of their responses are so mechanical. I actually think it's a, it's a response from embedded programming. They've actually programmed these people to the degree that they can uh, cause them to give a mechanical response. I've seen too much of this where people will say the same trite things. They'll roll out a little phrase for this or that, you know, what do you think about this? And they'll say, here's what I think, you know. Just like you hear these people over and over, they say, well, I don't, I'm not, I don't consider myself to be a religious person, but I do consider myself to be spiritual. There's so many people saying that that um, I think they're just repeating programming, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, it's interesting. The other night, so I was talking with my mother-in-law, who um, I mean, she she knows a lot of my viewpoints and and, and whatever. Um, Is she a Jehovah's Witness? No, she's not. No. She uh she she said so with with the whole. This was the night that. The bombs were flying that day, or whatever, and uh-huh. when they attacked the military base, or whatever. Um, so I said, "Okay, so the thing is, you have you have perspective A, B, and C. A is Fox News, NBC, what they're telling you. I think a lot of people have caught on that that's not that that might not be true. But then then you're steered off to more of an alt media perspective or, or something like that, an Alex Jones type or, or whatever, which is 
Well, and, and even people, uh, not necessarily like Alex Jones, but like maybe others that would say, well, Assad's not such a bad guy. His people actually like him, and and he's uh, he's not, he's not really gassing these people. This is just Western. Uh, um, what do you call uh, Western, Western propaganda? Uh, yeah, propaganda or imperialist action, I guess. Maybe like this is Western imperialism, I guess. That that they're just trying to topple Syria to get in there and and take their resources and stuff like that. Like so so they're so yeah. It's, so it's the propaganda is telling us how bad Assad is. Meanwhile, no, Assad's not really that bad. He's his people like there, and the U.S. should just leave them alone. So there's that perspective. But then there's what I sort of lean toward is I think Assad is in on it. <laughs> I, I think he's just he's playing his role. The the, 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 the the decisions have already been made long ago that that the Middle East is going to be taken out like dominoes and this is that's exactly what they're doing and and he knows it and i don't i don't i don't really know that he's is against it i think he's just playing his role in uh-huh. in 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 the in the illusion you know uh-huh. and if i so what i said to my mother-in-law is now what's going to sound more palatable to people even people that might realize fox news or nbc might not be so trustworthy me saying Option C that he's in on it, they're gonna that that's just that doesn't even that kind of thing can't even register in people's minds because they don't understand that there is there is greater powers at play, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. Well, you know, you call it the Illuminati, or people call it New World Order, and all these different terms, and and but whatever. Uh, that's what we're talking about, you know. Like, and 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 beyond that, even uh, I agree with you. I think that there's a, um, you know, a a a, a, a spiritual um, world, or or you know, uh, I think there's greater powers even that uh, at play. So you know what I mean. So, but I don't. I I don't even think most people could comprehend that kind of thing. You know. Uh huh. I'm kind of curious uh, <laughs> what what you <clears throat> you obviously probably made some changes to your Christology. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, see, and something that I, uh, I you know, I'm going to I'm going to assume you didn't convert to the doctrine of Trinity. I'm going to assume that, right? <laughs> uh, no, but I I I the, the things that you have said. You're you're not black and white about it. Um, mm-hmm. If I, I, am I correct in saying that? Well, I guess you could say that I rely on revelation. Yeah. But uh, unless the problem is at my end, uh, the things that we've been told, uh, they seem to line up with scripture. And the reason I'm trying to get revelation is just it's difficult. You have to do it on your own. Everybody's supposed to do this, by the way. I think it's dangerous to create your own theology uh, because you have to have a certain skill level. So until you obtain that skill level, it's actually best to rely, you know, actually on the church or whatever. You've got to rely on somebody. If you start out, you just don't know anything. So you have to rely. You're like a child. You know, Paul taught this, you know, the infants, you know. 
Yeah. So, but at some point, ideally, obviously, I mean, you have to have your own belief system. You can't borrow your belief system. Okay, now this well, is incompatible with the Watchtower, by the way. This is more like Protestant thinking, mm-hmm. but I think the Protestants go too far. They don't rely on tradition enough, so. Okay. And it, it, it actually is dangerous to develop your own belief system because, like I said, most people, <laughs> they're not qualified to actually do it. But that's what you're supposed to do. Well, yeah, and then what kind of, uh, you know, <laughs> then, then if you're billions of different belief systems and, and so that I don't think they could all be right. Uh-huh. You know, like, well, they're not going to all be. You know, it kind of sounds funny, you know, to hear that, you know, yeah, you got to create your own belief system, but obviously you have to at some point because otherwise you just are believing what you're told. Yeah. And, and, and you can't do that. So, I agree, and I, I've heard you, that's one of the things, because I've heard you say this, and this is one of the things I, I that kind of surprised me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, uh, and, and, you know, like, it could be a dangerous thing, and, and I, I can understand that. Um, I I guess for me, I, I that, that's something that I more or less said for some time now is, well, the Watchtower or Jehovah's Witnesses, they have, they have this, they say, make the truth your own. That's a pretty common, that's one of their songs that they sing, and they, and, and, and it's a thing that they tout, but it's, it's really interesting that I don't think anyone's really doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, what the, and then for me, that what I, because of becoming aware, I, you know, I, 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 well, becoming aware of different issues and stuff and, and, and questioning different things and being like, well, this doesn't add up. Like, you guys say this, but then, you know, like, ha- having those problems and then, and then, and then connecting my, my I, ideas from the Bible with the world, uh, with, with my observations of the world and how things are, 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 are being sold and stuff. Uh, I have essentially done that. I, I, I've, I've been doing that for some time, as making the truth my own, as they say. But the problem is, it doesn't. It's not uh, the same as what the, the, the box that they paint Jehovah's Witnesses into. You know, so so if if it's like what they should say is make the truth your own, as long as it fits in our box. <laughs> you know. And and that's that's not you know that that's that's a problem for me. See, I I, I guess I could I, I should fill you in maybe a little with my with my progression here. Okay, so, can I say something um, real quick? Because I might lose sure. it. I just want to say that um one of the big problems with the uh, the Watchtower, and I think it's kind of difficult. They don't, in my opinion, they don't allow freedom of belief. I mean. You have to embrace all their beliefs. You cannot vocalize uh, any kind of resistance. you got to keep it yourself. They, people learn that. So they don't vocalize. They don't agree with everything. But they won't even yeah. tell anybody. Uh, they keep it to themselves. They're great. I believe. Yeah. Right. No, I, I do agree with that. Uh, even, it's funny because I don't know how familiar you are with with the way it, it works, like with the meetings and stuff, uh, they do have question and answer um, arena. Yeah. But 
Isn't that okay, something you can see? Even the Christian churches don't even have that. I mean, that's not to say they never do. Now, if you're a small group, uh-huh. you can ask the question. You know, right? But it, it, in the well, church setting, you know, in the congregation, there, uh, it, it's, it's not designed for that at all. So, right. Well, but see, well, that, it, that looks good. That looks good. You see, but yeah, you can ask questions. Uh huh. But you can't disagree with anything. Right. So see. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like you got some freedom there, but and that's actually right. good. Okay, but if you ultimately if you have to end up agreeing with them at every point along the line, well, okay, that's not that's not so good, obviously. So, right. anyway, what were you going to say there? Yeah. So, well, I mean, well, yeah, with their answer question and answer, I mean, you see, the thing is, if you heard somebody, if you were at a, a meeting, as they call them, and and and, and somebody raises their hand and gets called on, and then they started asking questions, their questions would not be answered uh, in that in that forum. It would, they, they would essentially be told somebody will meet with them afterwards. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know why they're doing that, too, because um, they don't want um, to hear have these discussions heard. That's what I believe. They want right. to keep it private. Absolutely. Well, because you're going to, but, sometimes you're going to have disgruntled people, and they're going to complain. And I know for a fact they don't like that. They like to keep it shut that down, put it in a corner somewhere. They don't like people complaining oh, in front of other people. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Again, you're being a naysayer. You're you're not having. You don't have. Oh yeah. All these yeah, they're, they're very quick to do that. And uh, uh-huh. yeah. Well, they isolate, well, what they, they do want is they want to isolate the disgruntled people. You see that? Go ahead. So what they do want. Uh, your your questions and, and answers and it's more this is how it works so like on Sunday the second half of the program is a study of the Watchtower magazine so yeah I'm sure you've read a Watchtower or two oh, in your day okay uh, well okay I had uh, I spent money on buying their volumes of that thing. You know the brown the brown book? Oh yeah, the the bound volumes. Yeah, yeah I had a whole bunch of them. Oh, I still got them. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But I was obsessed with the Watchtower. I had to. I felt that I had to have those things because I needed to know. I needed to have the actual text uh-huh. because I was using those things to refute. You know, I was using their own literature to refute them, and I just they got hammered. They never even put up a fight because um, I would yeah. set them up with a photocopy. And they didn't trust the photocopy, so I'd set them up by saying, well, if this was true, wouldn't this follow? And they, and they would be so confident. They'd go, yeah. But they didn't think it was, that the photocopy was real. And then I'd show them the book, and they were devastated because they didn't have an answer. Because they'd already committed. They were confident that it was fake. Uh-huh. So I kind of set them up. You know, I would say, well, if, if this is true, wouldn't the society be a false prophet? Because they claim to be a, a prophet, a corporately... The whole society, right? And and they would say yes. <laughs> I would give them the right. book, and they go, "Uh oh, <laughs> what do we do?" Yeah, now? right. <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had the same exact type of experiences uh, because I, you know, in my quest for getting into you know deeper understandings of things and whatever, uh, that's I don't think if you're really if you're really looking there's no other there's no two ways about it you're going to find these contradictions and these problems especially if you go back decades uh into the the things that have been you know that they've they've put to print and, and yeah, well, it's always going to be that way with everybody 
unless they're infallible. So the errors are there. You've got to look for and find them. They have to be there, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. They've left well, off, and they, they admit that they've made errors. They have a, a lot of Christians, they don't really understand their, you know, their view on that. Um, you know, they don't have a problem admitting that we've made mistakes, stuff like that. But the, again, the problem is they want you to believe everything now. It's kind of like science, and science says, yeah. this is the truth. But over and over again, science says, well, we were wrong. Right. Now, here's yeah. the new truth. Well, the, the watchtower is just like science. But they think they want, they admit they make errors, but everything we tell you now, you have to believe it. Right. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I agree. Wait. So they're telling you to believe error. Uh, unless they've reached a, a state of infallibility. It has to be that way. So it's, what well, it is, and, it's, it's forced acceptance of error. You must believe this or we'll just fellowship you. You see that? And for some reason, they can't figure this out. Or if they do, they keep the mouth shit. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I don't... If, if, if they, want, they wouldn't... I don't think they'd just fellowship you if, if you went to the elders and said, well, this doesn't really make sense, or, uh, you know, I'm having issues. They're not going to just fellowship yeah. you. They would encourage you to still just shut your mouth and go with the program, though, essentially. But yeah. they, they're not going to fellowship you unless you started creating problems or bringing yeah. these things to other people and talking about it. Then they would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they, don't want you, they don't want you to leave unless you're going to create division. And then they got to cut you loose. Yeah. You, 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 they don't want you around then. So. They, yeah, they want you to right. stay around. So. Right. Well, and, and, and so... Um, I did remember one of the things, uh, the thing that I couldn't remember before. I'm going to write it down and I'll bring it up in a minute. Uh, because, but, uh, but, um, oh, what was, now I lost my chain of thought. <laughs> Wait, uh, let's, uh, you're just talking about, um, the watch, uh, asking questions if, oh, well, well, I was going to say, with, with so with the question and answer thing out of the watchtower and everything, what they really want is for you to just parrot, essentially, or put in your own words, ultimately, what you're going to find in, in the magazine. You know, like, that, they'll read the question from the platform, and then somebody will raise, the, you know, you raise your hand and, and get called on. And then your answer is essentially supposed to, and any long-term, long-time, I mean, uh, witness would, would already be in the program and, and do it automatically, but it, it, your answer should reflect what, ultimately, what it's being, what you're being told in, in the magazine, you know, so, as I, I, so it's like this idea that, that yeah, we, you have this sort of group participation, but it, it, it's a very whitewashed version of any type of group participation, you know? Yeah. Um, and, Again, and Go ahead. I think that's very mechanical. Yeah. Uh, it's like a fifth grade uh, classroom. You know, so simple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. and well, I guess let me go to the thing I remembered. So you 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 had brought up on that other podcast you did there with that that other guy Lewis. 
um, uh, about Christians, like, uh, and I've, I think I've heard you say it other times, that Jehovah's Witnesses don't call themselves Christian. They don't really, they're not comfortable with that. I disagree. I think okay. they do quite a bit. We, we like, growing up, I, that was, yeah, it was, it was, we, 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 we referred to ourselves as Christians and things like that. Even going, if they go door to door, they'll often say, hello, we're, 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 we're Christians going, you know, in your neighborhood this morning. They, they, they do call themselves Christians. Okay, uh, they use it as like a secondary term, right? That's what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be a secondary term, probably. Only, well, not amongst themselves. Not amongst themselves. Like, if, if you were at a, a meeting or something like that, they, they, they would, they would refer to themselves pretty, uh, readily as, as Christians, but I mean, their title is Jehovah's Witnesses, right? Like, that's the, that's what, yeah, you know, so I, I, I mean, I think, that, I, was, I, think I was probably talking about, you know, the watchtowers because um, I, I seem to be aware that they would say they're Christians every once in a while, but not very often, you know. Yeah, I, it, I, that's why, I, I mean, it, I think it's more than you might have realized. Um, it, like, like I say, it, it, it might, to the public, it might not be that apparent, but but in their own circles, they, yeah, they, they say it pretty freely, that they, okay. they, they refer them to themselves as, you know, Christian congregation and things. Yeah, they used to call themselves oh. Bible students. So anyway, I, I want to say something about oh. that. Uh, that Bible that I had, but it was a uh, it was a King James Bible. That's what they used to use around that time when they were Bible students. Yeah, and right. what was cool about it, um, I had that for about twenty five years. Um, it had it had these extensive notes in it, but they were all in the back. You know what I mean? And yeah, it was they, incredible. They it had all this commentary and everything. It was incredible because um, that was rare for those those days. I mean, the Schofield Reference Bible was the first. Uh, kind of like study Bible. The closest thing would probably be like the Geneva Bible. At least it has a few notes, you know. But uh, that was unusual to have a Bible with that many notes in it like that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that thing, I was just realizing earlier, that thing must be pretty rare. I wonder how much it would go for if I, somebody might want to buy it for some money. I don't oh, know. I bet, yeah. And it was in good condition. Too. Yeah, and then after that, they used the American Standard. They used that for a long time. They used American Standard, you know, the 1901 version. They used that until uh, yeah. until the new world. We don't have every place. Yeah, yeah. I even had I even had a Jehovah's Witness American Standard version. I don't like their. <laughs> I don't like their Bibles. I don't like I don't like their literature. I think it's cheap looking, and uh, I I know it's made for mass distribution, but I think the Bibles themselves should be styled differently. I think they're kind of boring, mass produced kind of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the, the colors they use, I don't like their colors. You know. But I have the I, new I, Bible I is is gray, which is a pretty unique color for a Bible. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. Um, yeah. I've got a whole bunch of their books. You know, those little books they used to put out for hardbacks. And I've got old ones going back to the 40s, 30s, 20s. 
I bought a lot of that stuff. I got all the basic stuff. And, uh, they would have these weird colors like orange or kind of a weird orange pink. Just horrible, horrible colors. I go, what do you guys remember this stuff? You know, really gaudy look. Yeah, those old, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of the books, just to, I don't know, to be fair from my perspective, a lot of books back then in the earlier 1900s, it seemed like a lot of them had some just common book, you know, just regular books seem to have some pretty funny colored, uh, you know, uh, covers and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Weird pastels and stuff. Yeah, they had a lot of uh, weird stuff during Judge Rutherford's uh, era. Did you know that that type of stuff now? Uh, now, I'm, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to go on record as saying I've heard this from the platform, but I, I, I know there's this, it's sort of encouraged that if you were, say, at a, uh, at a thrift shop and you came across some old publications of the Watchtower that yep, were yep. out of, you know, pretty old, you're, it's kind of encouraged to collect those and send them off to... Yeah. Because they don't want that old information out. Right. Like, you can't... It's not like you can go get the finished mysteries or any like like a lot of these old books or whatever they're they're long gone and they're kind of shuffled under the carpet as I would yeah. say as sort of an embarrassment because of such some of the pretty odd interpretation and, and everything. Yeah, they're they're trying to shut that down. That's pretty obvious. That, you know, uh, so you, you you had said about um you know the are you know having these discussions and and pointing to you know old old uh, excerpts from Watchtower literature and, and, and all. Well, you know what they so what they would what they would say is the reason for that is that would be like new light. That's what they yeah. call it. New they light. Always go to Proverbs four eighteen. You have another passage yeah, yeah, you can please offer. Come on, you guys. I mean, they always go to. You know what? And you know what's funny with that? And I pointed this out to uh, the family members and things. That they, because they always throw this at me when I and I try to avoid these conversations for the most part with them nowadays. But uh, they, this is what they'll throw at me is the Proverbs four eighteen. It's like, do you ever actually read the context of that? Because right. the way they're applying it is so taken out of context, and they have no idea. But that's what they're always told to. You know, that's always what they're told. So well, they did the they, same they thing with uh, the good and faithful servant uh, in Matthew 25. Oh, what, what does that have to do with the organization? That's not talking about the organization. And neither is that passage in, in uh, Proverbs 4.18. That's making a massive well, assumption. Are you aware, too, that they apply that to the 144,000, essentially? Like, it, 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 it's the, 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 the faithful servant, or what they call the faithful and discreet slave, that's their yeah. rendering. And and well, that's ultimately the pe- the the members of the hundred and forty four thousand that are still left on earth currently that are essentially behind the the their light their new light their 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 like like everybody in the governing body would be considered among that uh, that faithful slave and and they all they all believe that they are members of the 144,000. So that's how they tie those together. And and they would say, you know, well, this is 
this is our spiritual food, and and this is how it's it's being distributed is through these these brothers that 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 are you know they wouldn't call it prophesying or being prophets or whatever they're, they they wouldn't use that terminology but they're feeding the sheep as Jesus told Peter to do that's they're taking that that that's their role. You do you have any remaining emotional bonds with the Watchtower Society, the governing body, or anything like that? Are you are you, are you uh, emotional bonds? No. Okay, okay. I just want to be sure because um, <clears throat> see, I believe that every single person in the uh, the governing body is a Satanist, and but that's that's what I believe for every other religion too. So it's just I'm not picking on them. That's just the way it's run today. You know, uh, I, think I so I, I I don't I don't I'm not gonna say I just flat out disagree. I it's it, but I would need more evidence of it. But what I would say is, as a whole, I think well they always talk about the the faithful slave, right? Well, what they always gloss over is the evil slave that's also mentioned in 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 yeah. in, in that that he that Jesus is talking about, you know, so. If they're talking about the faithful slave, well, what about the evil slave? Who's the evil slave then? What I would argue is, I don't, I don't think it's distinguishable. Even if you want to, even if they want to apply the faithful slave, well, there's got to be an evil slave too. So that evil slave is sitting in the same house, uh, uh, and, and 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 whatever. And 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 so as far as I, the, the governing body, I think as a whole is 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 a corrupted, mis, misguided, um, uh, group, but I, I, individually, I don't, I don't know that they're Satanists. I, I do know, well, this is, this is, this could be a stretch. I do know for sure that one of the members has a brother who, who is claims that he was a 32nd, uh, degree Freemason. <laughs> um, uh, that, I, that's well, me saying that is that is a rare piece of knowledge right there. So if this is being uh, you know this is ends up being on a podcast that is sort of a tidbit uh, that would be rare. Most people wouldn't be aware of that. Uh, I, I don't you know that, that I can't say that just because he he was that. But my problem with that guy is you know. By the time you get to the 32nd degree, you have taken how many oaths now, and your oaths ultimately you're, you're, you you put yourself in this place that you, you are your, your number one priority is is your your affiliation with the Freemasons. Well, and then the, this guy ultimately says he left Freemasonry and went on to. Jehovah's Witnesses, and, and I, yes, and then ironically has a brother who is in the governing body. I don't know. I, these are things I've pondered on and, and thought about. It, it's weird. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have anything solid beyond that, but, uh, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, do, I do think that I have seen them lie uh, to under, under oath in court and things like that in, in, the, in reference to some of the child molestation uh, Absolutely. Issues, notably Absolutely. down in Australia. So, 
yeah, that's a problem. Uh, you know, are they all Satanists? I don't know. I, I don't have evidence of that. I would, I would like to say no, just for no, the fact I can't, that I can't prove anything. I would like to think they were just led play. No, yeah. no, nobody can prove anything. You'd have to have, uh, you'd have to be one of them uh, to actually know yeah. something like that, uh, and then sure. you'd have to be get suspicious and then start. You got the inside knowledge of the other guys, you know. Uh, well, you couldn't be in the governing body because, according to my theory, you'd be a Satanist too. But I mean, you have to be pretty high up there to know. So there's no real way to know. Yeah, that's just what I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, I mean, you're talking about. Well, there's twelve of them. They fashion themselves after the apostles, so they keep it at twelve. Uh, uh, you're talking about a pretty select few people <laughs> that uh, you know make that rank. Or whatever, but I mean, are and, you are you, uh, how how aware are you of the unbelievable corruption uh, over the years? I'm talking about satanic behavior. You know, see, it's the same thing in the Catholic Church. And people ever going, well, you know, those Roman Catholic priests are so corrupt. See, those guys are satanists, and uh, I know that there's uh, reg, you know non-satanic. Roman Catholic priests that do that kind of thing, and the obvious reason is because they don't have a sexual outlet. And, you know, they're pedophiles, right? But people don't understand the reason this is happening because they're Satanists. This is what Satanists do. They all do it. Every one of them. Unless they're yeah. disconnected from any kind of traditional Satanism that's doing their own thing. I'm not talking about them. But, uh, and so uh, that's just, just the standard procedure because people assume that they're, you know, they're pedophiles that are not Satanists. But I'm saying in the Catholic Church, they're, um, they're sacrificing these people. This is the way it's been for hundreds of years, and they protected them all. And now they're cutting some of them loose to actually make Christianity look bad. Because people believe that, you know, these people are Christians. As long as they profess to be a Christian, everybody believes they're a Christian. No, I right. don't, obviously. Or you, you wouldn't believe it. But uh, that's what people believe. If you say you're a Christian, you're, if you say you're a Buddhist, people believe you. I don't have a problem. You say he's a Buddhist, right? They have the same attitude as a Christian. They don't care. They only understand that you have to believe certain things. They don't, the public doesn't even know that. Uh, if you say you're a Christian, it's good enough. You know, so. so I think the same right. thing goes on there. I think that these guys are Satanists. That's why you had all this abuse. Now, you see the same thing in the Mormon church. In fact, you actually see this everywhere. In every religion. It's not well known, but if you know where to look, you will find the Satanic ritual abuse and every religion I know of. Um, now, that's not true of every religion. Yeah, every religion I've looked into, you know, I don't know about Jainism. I haven't looked into that religion, you know, over in the East, you know, in China. But um, it's because they're Satanists. I mean, they're, see, the thing is, they're doing it. They don't stop. So if they're Satanists in control, this is what they're doing behind the scenes, and then you just kind of look. I wonder if this is leaked out, because they're always doing it. They always practice these things. They don't stop practicing. They go right on ahead, and they just cover it all up, you know? Yeah, but that's what they do, so. Right. I well, mean, how in the heck would you are, take all that stuff that happened and stuff it in a box? I mean, are they admitting that there was abuse? Well, that's the thing. Well, okay, so they'll, uh, they admit it, but it's, it's sort of, or, or they admit that some things might have happened, but what they deny is, uh, so they'll, they'll, there's different, there's a lot of different accounts and uh, uh, situations that have happened. I, I, you know, I'm not saying I don't know of anybody in the governing body uh, having 
done anything to children. I don't know of any, I've never heard of that allegation, uh, but what it is, I've heard many accounts of elders having done things to children. And what they do, whether it's an elder or, or, or not an elder or somebody else, the practice for a long time in the U.S. for one was if, if the state where the, the, the alleged action took place did not require uh, you to go to the police just based on hearing something like that, then they would tell, they would, they would essentially tell the elders in that local municipality not to go to their, their local police and, and, and whatever. Um, they've, they've, they've made that, they, 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 they've said that that was okay now, essentially, because of, like, the two-witness provision in the Mosaic Law. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If yeah. there wasn't two people around to witness this action take place, which if somebody's molesting a kid, they're probably not going to do it in front of, you know, a, a second party or whatever. So it's absurd. But if there was no one else around, well, then they, they're kind of going beyond the scriptures to, to, to incriminate this person when we don't really know for sure that it happened. So if the law says, if there is no law saying you have to go to the police, then our, so the Watchtower attorneys, our legal team, would advise them not to go to the police, which that's, that's a problem. Yeah, right there again. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> there, there's, uh, from what I understand, there was someone who left, Barbara Anderson, I believe, is, is her name, and I, she, 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 point, she brought a lot of things to my attention. She was actually at Bethel. She was in the writing committee, um, she, she, there was some publications that, um, she was involved in the creation of and, and all, well, she became aware of these, some around, I, I, it was early 2000 that, uh, uh, have you ever heard of, um, Silent Sheep? That's an, a website. Yeah, that, I have. Um, yeah, I've been there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she's kind of involved with that and everything. And, and, uh, she, she was, she claimed she was aware of a database that they had, like a paper. I think it was like a file, a big file that they had of all the, the pedophilia issues reported or unreported that they, they kept in like the secret drawer or something, something along those lines, you know, that, that was, that she became aware of and, 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 and whatever, uh, she became a, a whistleblower um, and left and everything. She's, I don't know, you know, she has, she's also like I, the, the, on her blog or whatever her website, she has like a picture of her and her husband at the UN and she's, so I don't know, she's, a, I, I don't know what I make of her all in all, but uh, I, she, she definitely blew the whistle on uh, some pretty interesting things there that, you know, that were going on behind the scenes. She also, she, she also brought to light different things like with their, I, I don't know if you ever heard of their Proclaimers book, which is sort of a history book of the, the Watchtower Society. 
Uh, she she uh, when did when did they put that out? Oh, uh, let me look here. I want to say it was the early nineties. Okay, I don't have that book. Yeah, I have it here. It was ninety three. Um, it's an interesting book. Yeah, I think it's, it's something you might. By the way, I started to study. Um, I spent about three years intensely focusing on all that, and then I moved on to theology. It actually prepared me for studying theology, and I've never um, looked into detail on the Watchtower since then, or <clears throat> just here and there. Yeah. Because I, I went on to other things. I thought I was going to do that the rest of my life. That's what I thought. That's what I thought God was doing. And then he moved me on. I didn't know he was going to do that. So, but it, it gave me a lot of my apologetic skills. That's what I started off with. So, <clears throat> Right. Well, let me ask you this on that note. So, I mean, see, my, my thing is, I, I, I don't, I, I think a lot, maybe this is how you used to be, because you've talked about how you were years ago. Uh, but, like, I think a lot of people w- would say, oh, yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses, they're, they're just atrocious, and, and they're not Christian, they're not, they're, you know, whatever. And, like, my thought is, I think there's, a lot of your rank and file Jehovah's Witness is not much different than anyone else in any of the other churches that are, uh, you know, just uh, sort of taken for a ride. I do think that there's differences as far as, you know, I think that Jehovah's Witnesses do somewhat study the Bible. I mean, they, they, they give lip service to reading the Bible, and, and they do it, uh, but I don't think they do it necessarily with the right approach, but, um, but, you know, I, I think overall your rank and file average witness is just doing the best they think they can in their minds or whatever. They're doing the right thing and, and, and whatever. But I ultimately think that all religions will be kind of brought down, <laughs> you know, and I think they'll be made to stand. Those people will have to stand, without the watchtower, um, and, and, and have, uh, you know, a faith that goes beyond the, the, the watchtower being the middleman, you know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. What do you think of that? What I just said, like, do you, do you have a thought? Uh, what do I think about what specifically? Like, what do you, do you, do you, so do you think like, yeah, just your average Jehovah's Witness and stuff, like, they're 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 just way way off and and they're 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 oh, okay. far yeah. worse than than any other Christian denomination. Okay, or it, whatever. it's very very it's very very complicated. Um, I I don't think most people have a a, a, a knowledge uh, to actually be able to evaluate that. They they think it's simple. Um, it's actually complicated. But as a general rule, I could say that statement. I actually changed my view when I learned that this lady that I was, her name is Lisa. She's been on the show over and over again. She was in that movement for years, and she's a, she's very close to God. She prays a lot, stuff like that. And uh, and things happen. I've seen them happen. And um, but I became convinced that she was a Christian or a believer when she was in the Watchtower. Now, what I mean by that, what I really mean by that is that um, 
Now, she had God and the Holy Spirit was working in her in a redemptive manner. And I also concluded this with, with Mormons. And it's something that goes on secretly. And uh, you have to do a lot of explaining to be able to pull this out of the hat. For instance, you're going to be confronted with immediate problems. Okay, now this is, the big, this is actually the big central issue with me. So, I mean, if you haven't made some changes on this, I think this is the most important thing that you need to focus on. Because I don't think Jehovah's Witnesses, they just don't, it's kind of like preterists. They just don't see these problems. They've got the same problem, a similar problem with preterism, if you're familiar with preterism at all. It has to do with the resurrection. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah, is that, the, that all the fulfillments took place in the first century or yeah. something? Or yeah, but what the preterists are do, they're denying the general resurrection of the saints, which is a physical resurrection. They spiritualize it. You cannot do that according to 1 Corinthians 15 because Paul... It not only makes it an essential part of the gospel, but it obviously it's, a, it's an essential doctrine, period. A lot, of, a lot of Christians, they don't understand that the general resurrection of the saints, you cannot deny that. That's a heresy, okay? There's not a whole lot of heresies in the Bible, by the way. People think, you know, a lot of these heresies that people think are in the Bible, they're actually not in the Bible. Those are uh, church council heresies, which are not heresies because they're not biblical, okay? They're basically man-made heresies. Okay, so, but the thing with Jehovah's Witnesses, they deny, now they will deny this, okay, they say, oh, no, that's not true, but they deny, um, you know, the physical resurrection of Christ. Now, if I say physical, they'll say yes, but if you ask them, do you believe in resurrection, they'll all say, yeah, oh, yes, 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 yeah. But we don't believe they do. So, when I say we, I mean, you know, historic Christian church, I mean, that's something we always agree on. So, preterists, preterists are holding to a view it has more in common with Gnosticism because there's never been any Christian professing group, you know, within institutional Christianity that has acknowledged that anybody is a Christian who denies the general resurrection. And preterists have a very dim view of history. They don't seem to talk about history. That's something that they need to talk about because, um, that's not what it, it's never been considered to be a Christian. I mean, these are just basics. This is why the church fathers they used the word they used use the word resurrection of the flesh to make it perfectly clear that they were talking about a physical resurrection. You know what I mean? Because you cannot deny that. And so the problem with Jehovah's Witnesses is they deny the physical resurrection of Christ. So what's your position on that? You, <clears throat> well. When you say they deny the physical resurrection, are you saying because he, because what they that they would say that he was resurrected just in spirit? Yeah, he had a like spirit, he wasn't had a a physical... spirit body. Yeah. Well, it wasn't right. the same. I mean, it wasn't the same, it wasn't the same body. I, I just, just, okay. I want to just reiterate well, this. Well, I mean, quick. I just I want, I want to reiterate this real quick. Um, now, there's different kinds of preterists. But their view on this needs to be known. Um, they acknowledge that Christ was you know, physically raised, but they deny the resurrection uh, in a second stage. Now, not all of them do this. When they think that um, when he actually ascended to heaven, he did it in a spirit body. So he, he left his resurrected body. Well, you can't do that because of the verb tenses in Second John. It says that he came in the flesh and remains in the flesh. You can't do that, so that would be a heresy, too. Anyway, 
What, what do you think about well, all Well, it's interesting because, the, the, you know, even in, 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 in the Gospels, it says that, you know, the body was missing, that his body was gone from the tomb when, when it was open, you know. Right, like the, yeah. So it's like, so, well, then what happened? So then the body just vanished, and then Jesus was back in just a spirit form, but... So why 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 not just leave the body there if you if wouldn't that that would have been something huh like if if just left the if he if he was if he was resurrected just in spirit and left his body there well wouldn't that have uh if if that was if that was the way it was to go then then wouldn't it have been done that way why would the body have disappeared but then but then Jesus is not using that body anymore he's he's in a different you don't even need to appeal to that because there's clear scriptures that you don't even need to go into that kind of stuff. That shows you they're in trouble. But this is their argument, right? No, well, no. I, I mean, I, I didn't. Oh. I wasn't. It's not really something that I, I, I would say I've heard discussed too definitively. I mean, I know that they say that it was a spiritual resurrection, yes, but I, I, I haven't heard too many big arguments made to defend that. Okay. There, there isn't such a thing as a spiritual resurrection, by the way. A lot of Christians don't know that. But the Bible talks about a spiritual resurrection. I'm talking about, you know, there are spirit, spiritual resurrections. I'm not saying it has to do with that, but it is a principle. In yeah, yeah right. but I mean the idea that his physical body, like, was not being used after he died and, and that he was just appearing in 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 sort of a in a in a hologram type sense or something like that i mean there is the people you know the accounts that say that you know they didn't recognize him and and and, and everything until he opened their 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 eyes to who he was uh-huh. and, and whatever and then they realized so uh i i don't know how that how that exactly took place um like what was you know was he somehow were their their senses just being um blurred to to see that that it was him uh, or did he look different did he you know what i mean like mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that well i don't know that's kind of i think we should say that for later <clears throat> okay um, um and then another okay I think we should talk about that subject sometime. Eventually, it sounds like you still hold to their view, or you modified a little bit. Maybe I don't know. <clears throat> I I don't I'm I'm no. I mean I'm not really I'm not really uh, adamant on on anything as far as that goes. Uh, like I I I guess I, I'm I'm I think well just the logic of what I was saying, whether or not you need that that as the proof or not but the logic that the body was missing when the tomb was open that to me that would indicate logically that that he he, he came back in that or you know was utilizing that that body so i guess mm-hmm. uh well and then i'm not against the idea that he would have risen in that body ascended to the heaven uh, in, in that body. Okay. Uh, I might have misunderstood you later. So you're you're leaning in the direction of the Christian view? Or? I guess. I, okay, I, okay, I okay. Suppose. I just want to let you know that I believe that any person who denies that, they're, they're doomed. 
But uh, the good news is is you can hold to that error for, it would vary for, who knows? It's, it's between you and God. And um, see, you can fall into any error. It's just, see, heresy is a moral sin. It's a sin. A lot of people won't realize that today. And um, you have to repent. I'm sorry, so, did you, you say know, mortal or normal? Moral. 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 Yeah, it's a moral sin. Cause a lot of people don't think that it's a sin. They don't. Just don't think about heresy that much, but um, it will put you into hell. I mean, there's, well, it's in a list of um, soul-damning sins. I think it's Galatians 6. There's a list of sins, and one of them is heresis, you know. And it has different meanings. I mean, it needs to cause division and things like that. But, um, you know, it says like that in Romans, uh, it says in Romans 10:9 that you have to believe that Jesus was resurrected in order to be saved, mm-hmm. you know. So obviously okay, so, you have to define once you have different interpretations right. of resurrection, you have to you can't not everybody's is correct. Um, okay. So you, that shows you you have to define what does the resurrection mean. Both see Jehovah's Witnesses and Christians they can't both be right. One of them has to be wrong. So you have to figure out who is right and who's wrong. There is actually critical. So I hold to the okay. view that there are people. I know this from just interacting people. People are so simple-minded. They don't even understand. I, I, I totally believe that Watchtower goes as far as just putting the effort in. And this is actually true for any kind of cult. Remember, I think Christianity is culty too, just a different type. But um, they're, always, they're, they're better at um, educating the people. Now, what I mean by that, I'm not talking about the information, the quality of it. I'm just talking about doing it. They right. don't educate people. Yeah, they have Everybody's a program. too lazy. Yeah, they have a program right. to educate the people. And they really, in local churches, they don't really have a program to educate people. Right. And, and, and I've been trying to get Christians to realize this. You're not going to get educated going to a church. Don't expect it, because they expect, they think they're getting education. You're not, you're not getting education. Yeah. You have to educate yourself. Well, you know, and I, I, so to that point, I had sort of when I, I left for the second time um, in more recent years, it was... One of the things I said to you in, in sort of the leading up to that was, I, 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 you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really going to meetings and stuff as much, and and I, I was just really immersed in, in sort of diving into personal study and things like that, and and it was like I was getting more out of that than I, it, it just didn't make sense to me. I'm going to go sit at at the kingdom hall and hear things that were just kind of like layman's uh, explanations yeah. and, and talks and stuff. They don't Whereas really, I could take that same time and, and study at home just, and I would get, get so much more out of it. And, and then right. I would go and I would be sitting there for four or five hours rather than, you know, two hours, you know? So, uh-huh. yeah. I think they're Bible studies, if that's what you want to call them. I think they're incredibly simplistic. They don't really go into any depth or complexity. It's just simple, simple. Right, that's true. And I, I but the thing is, and I'll the way I would defend that is is that I do think most people, or a lot of people, really aren't at that level. Think, and, yeah. and Jesus did say that it, it, you know, like that, um, you know, these things wouldn't necessarily be for. It, it was for everyone, you know, it wasn't necessarily just deep minds, uh, and a lot of people don't have 
the ability to really get into yeah. these things. So, well, you I, you, you know, actually have to keep it simple. But see, what they need to do is the same thing with the churches. They need to um, develop a, a group for mature people that are mature that reach that level. Mm-hmm. And and everybody needs to do this and um, and bring them along to a different level, you know. And they don't they just they don't do it in Christian churches. I don't think they want people at that level. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think too. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's why I, I, I was you know that's why that's part of my a lot of my problems. It's like yeah they if with my questioning and my my pointing out problems and contradictions and all that stuff. That's uh, that's me just having a, a fault finder's attitude, and 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 that that uh, you know God will let these things be known or whatever. If, if if what I'm saying has any validity, well then you have to wait on God. That kind of thing. And it's like why? Like why? why like and, and you know what? If that's as far as I'm concerned, if that's the way they want, you want to think or whatever, you know, the people telling you that type of stuff, it's like, fine, then you, you do that. But don't tell me I'm I'm this one who's way out of line and, and I'm doing something wrong because I have something, there's a deeper drive in me that I, I, I can't, I, I don't know, I, I can't deny that that's there, that, that there's something in me that has, pushed me to need to know more. It just, it's something I think of it, honestly, I'm not trying, I don't want to sound like, uh, I, I don't know, unhumble or something, but, but I, I, I kind of relate to like how Jeremiah talks about like, you know, like a fire burning in him, you know, it's like, that's kind of how I feel. Like, uh, it's like, there's just something in that inside that I had, it, 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 what, their program is just <laughs> there's way beyond that, you know. And for some people, maybe that's the the that, you know their limits are are there, but that wasn't me, you know. Mm-hmm. But, so, did you make any changes there? You must well, you made some changes with your Christology. What's the major major one that you made? Hmm. Um. They teach you it's kind of like a demigod. They get criticized they, for teaching you a little, like little a demigod. Like, you're saying, yeah. Well, one of my see, this was sort of an issue. I felt that Jesus was like, yeah, it was like, yeah, I guess that's a good term. Um, well, they like don't believe he's, that, he's, he's eternally pre-existent either, so. Well, That's the Aryan uh, view, supposedly, unless they distorted distorted Aryanism. Was a, I don't, I don't trust what they tell us about Aryan. I, I think Aryan was an agent anyway. So. But I still don't trust. That what, I think that. they may have distorted Aryan beliefs. Let me just say something uh, real simple. Um, there's definitely a cover up of emanation, okay? Because you know the doctrine of emanation, you don't. You don't even see it being condemned. There's no discussion of it in church councils that I'm aware of, but they definitely don't condemn it. And I, I hold to the theory, I don't know if this is true, I just say there's a possibility that Arian was an emanationist, and he actually didn't believe that uh, Christ was, uh, or didn't exist all eternally. Um, he may have had a different view. I don't know, but um, I don't trust anything that far back. So, Well, 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I try to keep myself pretty open-minded, uh, but so you would say, yeah, that God the Father did not create Jesus. I believe he created the body. Yeah, I believe he created his body and then his spirit was eternally preexistent. But his, and that's, the Christians have misunderstood it too because they think that, um, they don't understand that he had a heavenly body that was created by the Father. They ignore the heavenly body. They, they pay too much attention to his earthly body. But he had two bodies. He had a body up there before he came down. You know what I mean? Like angel, he had a body like an angel. It was a celestial body that Paul talks about. He talks about heavenly bodies, right? Earthly bodies. First Corinthians okay. 15. Yeah. Well, well I, and, I mean, I, I don't know what that type of form would be, but... Okay, when when it talks about him being the beginning of creation or the first or like yeah. in the King James it will say begotten, the way I explain those different passages is that is talking about his body. And I think one of the things that Jehovah's Witnesses are right on is they're they're acknowledging that, that you know, begotten, which they don't use that term, it has to do with the beginning. And the Christian church will not allow any kind of beginning whatsoever. They overly protect him. Um you know. Um Mm-hmm. That he always and they was. don't understand. I think that Jehovah's Witnesses are more correct on that because they don't want to allow any kind of true beginning or origin. You can't have that. In fact, it actually talks about his origins of old right there in Micah 5 too. Right? <clears throat> talks about, it says his origins are of old. It don't say different things in different translations, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that John 1 1, they distort that. Because all that's saying is that he existed at the beginning of creation. He was there with the Father. And Christians assume that that has to do with all eternity. It's not about eternity. It's just, not, it's just saying that he was there with the Father at that time. So, anyway. Right. Well, I, I, so, so, I mean, that's... So... Ultimately, that's... Uh, well, you asked me before about Trinity and... and, and I mean, that's ultimately the same sort of belief that, yeah, Jesus existed alongside the Father for eternity. So, they, Well, if you change your view on that, do you think that uh, Christ, the Son of God, was pretty... Okay. Okay. I got to be careful here, okay? Because even I don't believe the Son of God was pre-existent. Does that surprise you? I um, guess, based on what you just said... Well, he became the Son of God. He became the Son of God when he acquired a body, and then he became the Son of God um, on earth. Here's the thing. A lot of people get confused here. Um, The Bible distinguishes between earthly and heavenly sonship. Now, there's an easy way to see this. You go right to Psalm 2, and, you know, it talks about him. um, It says, today you have become my son. Okay? Is anybody going to claim that that is from an eternity? No, no, no. He became the son. It's right there in the Bible. Now, they ignore this, too. Now, see, that's talking about his first century incarnation, or however you perceive that. And that's talking about his earthly body. You see that? But what does it say, today you have become my son? See, they don't like that passage. Okay? But see, that's verifying my belief that that has to do with his earthly sonship. He also had a heavenly sonship. And so when God gave him that body, <clears throat> that's when he became the son. I mean, he already existed. He was subconscious. 
But I don't think we understand the concept of sonship and how to do with his body. But I, I think it's more than that because I think that, see, I believe that he was an emanation out of the Father. Before that, he was in the Father. And I hold to the view that he comes out of the Father and goes back to the Father. I haven't really talked about that in the show. I haven't talked about him going back to the Father. Mm-hmm. But that, that's true um, in my belief system. I have to go with that because I believe the entire creation is dissolved, unlike Jehovah's Witness. Now, hold it. Oh, they don't believe that, yeah. Um, they're annihilationists, though. So they believe that people are dissolved. But yeah, so there's yeah, no more, bo- yeah, there's no more bodies left. There's no more bodies left. His body is not eternal. I believe it's psychically eternal, and you don't hear that term. I have to create these terms. In other words, he'll have that kind of body again. All through, all through eternity, he'll reacquire that body, and, and so will we. Because see, I hold to the view that we go back to a a superior realm, and this whole creation is just inferior. It's just the way it's supposed to be. and uh, It's all created for like a cosmic drama. It has a lot more density to it. You know, it's a superior yeah. realm. I've heard you I say that stuff. Yeah. Well, see, most people have never heard that before. Sure. Uh, but they see... They so I haven't heard about, that before you said it. Yeah. Well, they don't talk about the end in Christianity, they only they always come out the beginning. But see, in in the book of Ecclesiastes, you got a scripture there where it says beginning and end in the same verse. So there really is no way to get out of it because once you admit that the beginning has to do with creation, they will admit that it says end in the same verse. So the only end that they have is like you know the end of the age or the end of the millennium or something like that. They don't have an end of creation. I call it dissolution or dissolutionism. They've never even heard of that before. I, I think it's suppressed. That's why you don't hear it. I get very suspicious when you have these views and nobody talks about them because I, I think we live in a system of control and they have the ability to shut this stuff down. What they do, they, um, they shut down the conversations over the centuries. They've got plenty of time and they've been able to shut down these dialogues and now you've got these subjects that nobody talks about at all. Just like you don't hear Christians talking about pre-existence of the soul, where a long time ago that would be a common discussion, uh, you know, in a town square or something like that, because you'd have people on different views, you know, and they'd be debating and arguing, things like that. People used to do that kind of stuff, by the way. See, they shut all that down through the politically correct type stuff in the Western world. They don't like uh, discussion, Illuminati, and <laughs> that's exactly what the Watchtower did. <clears throat> back in the 1920s, because uh, my understanding, they were getting their doors blown off in these public debates. They were getting hammered and by these Christian apologists. Not, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses are not going to say that. You know what I mean? But yeah, I yeah, think no, I mean, they, they definitely they, wouldn't say it. If anything, it's kind of the other way around. But, uh, and well, I don't they, know. Yeah, they I wasn't probably there. And the opposite, yeah. 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 But no, I, I'll be the first to tell you that um, when uh, a Jehovah's Witness dialogues with a Christian, oh, they, yeah, they're, um, most Christians don't even know what the heck they're doing, you know. And so um, the Jehovah's Witnesses, I mean, they win most of that, with arguments. I don't have a problem with that. So, um, you see, I, well, I, I know, I know, what's that? One of the things they're going to be talking about, obviously, is Christology. I, I'm talking about these 1920 debates. I don't remember if I researched it or not. That'd be something to look at. I'm sure they were talking about the resurrection and the 
you know, the deity of Christ or something like that. I don't believe a Jehovah's Witness can win those arguments uh, unless the person, the other person is just totally unprepared. As long as he's prepared, you, you can't, you can't win those arguments because um, you got too much stacked against you. That, that's my opinion. So. Yeah, I've seen even some more current debates of those lines. Like, I don't know if you ever heard of Greg Stafford. He's uh Yep, yep, yep. He wrote a, okay, he's, he, I guess, is essentially has a splinter group. Uh-huh. That, I, I was going to say, I yeah. wonder what he's been up to. So he did he finally uh, leave the Watchtower? Did he get the oh, fellowship yeah. or something? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I would imagine he disassociated. I don't know that he's okay. not sure, which is ultimately the same, but, um, as far as, you know, your standing, but, um, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's left and everything, but he, yeah, he, he was a more modern version of, you know, someone who had those types of debates. Now you'll see that um, I'm out of step with all the news. Um, I understand, I studied their doctrine intensely. So I have a good handle on that unless it's something I've forgotten. But as far as all the news from the Watchtower, I've just heard here and there, unless it makes, you know, big public news like what happened in Russia recently, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't heard about it. I have to, you know, look it up. So um, when did he do that? How long ago that happened? Uh, 2017. I would, I would, I would guess at least a decade now. <laughs> When he was in the Watchtower, the Christian apologists were saying, here's the first guy in the Watchtower that can actually read Greek. That's what they were saying. <clears throat> he was the first one that did what? Could read, actually read, understand Greek. Greek. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They, always, they always made the claim across the board that the, the translators could not do it. So the supposed translators, they were unable to read Greek. Yeah. So they were saying that he was yeah. the first guy. Right. You know, whether that's legitimate or not, that's what they said. So. That's yeah. I mean, uh, that's I've heard the same things essentially. So. See, those guys were um, fake. Yeah, but because I, you could easily prove whether someone can read Greek, and that just shows the level of deception. There was, from what I remember, there was they they had opportunities to prove whether they could read Greek, and they didn't. Uh, they didn't. They couldn't do it. So. Uh-huh. I just have vague remembrance of that. I mean, obviously, they're going to be challenged by somebody at some point. I mean, if you can't do that, you've you probably heard of Zechariah Sitkin, right? Heard of what? You've probably heard of Zechariah Sitkin? It's not ringing a bell. Oh, okay. Well, he's not a Jehovah's Witness, but he's uh, he's dead now, but he was... Um, a researcher and writer that had to do with ancient Sumerian, and he built all these wild, fantastic theories about how the Bible was talking about rocket ships and stuff like that. He mistranslated the word. But um, and people, he presented himself as a scholar of ancient Sumerian, but the evidence indicates he either, we don't know for sure, he, could, he, he was either faking it or he was deliberately distorting it. I mean, first it's like this one word, um, that had to do with, well, you translated rocket, the rocket ship. All you got to do is look at the way that word is translated also in the Bible. It's completely ridiculous. So there's no way that he could not be aware of that. So I believe, I believe he probably couldn't read it. He probably had a rudimentary understanding, but he also de- deliberately distorted the text. I mean, he knew that he was distorting the text. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I also believe the same thing happened with that 
Watchtower Bible. They knew that some of those translations, but this is this is bogus, you know. Because see, you, you understand that there was a there's a probably the biggest problem with the you know the first edition of the New World Translation or whatever. It had deliberate theological bias. You could see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they were translating it to uh, to bolster their belief system. There's no question. It's too right. obvious. It's too late to change it now. It's, the damage is done. So what they do is just say, well, well but, but we have the truth. Yeah. So but, but those doctrines are false, and they would try to twist the scriptures to support them. Versus that's what they were doing there in Colossians 1. See, um, they don't believe what the text said, so they added the word other. <laughs> you can't do that. You know what I mean? It distorted the text. So. You know what I mean when I added the word other in Colossians chapter 1? Let me, uh, you know, let me... Now, they played around with that, and I don't know what this, this situation is now, but um, this is the early... What was in there for quite right. a while that I... The first edition so, of this. Right. Uh, what edition do you have there? I I mean, yeah, this is like the eighty three okay. um one. Yeah. Uh, I so had, I had. Well, Colossians one, which, you know, which, uh... I'm going to guess it doesn't say that anymore. I think they may have changed it. Oh, okay. I know it used to say that, because I used to make make a big deal out of that with uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh Uh-huh. Because Uh it changes the... It changed... See, it changed the meaning of the text. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. I'm not, well, I I I don't know which uh, which verse you were even. What what is the context then, or what or what where should I? Oh, uh, I'm out. I'm outside. I'd have to. I'd have to look yeah. it up here. I can go up in um, the room here. Just because I like, I don't want to, you know, read the whole. The thing. best way is just Google it and put Colossians one and put. Uh, Watchtower and put all you gotta do is put the word other probably in a search engine and you'll see all kinds of stuff about it. Yeah. Or you can you put the word brackets and then you just see it right away. That'd take you there too. If you put the word brackets in there, yeah. Because they had brackets at one time. Then they they changed, then they took the brackets away. See, that's even worse when they take the brackets away. But see, when they put the brackets in there, they were admitting that it it was an addition. But then if I remember right, they took the brackets away. When I was starting the text, you're adding your theological bias to it. Right. Another thing about the Watchtower, they don't take criticism well, okay? I mean, I've never heard them admit anything yeah. from, you know, outside, any kind of outside criticism is true. So they can, only the Watchtower can criticize itself. You see that? Oh, yeah. If they criticize sure. them, say, oh, oh, okay, okay, they're 100% correct, and everybody's like, oh, but if anybody else does it, oh, no, they're always wrong every single time. What does that tell you? You know what I mean? Well, that can't be true. Yeah. So yeah. it can't be true. Well, that has to be false because um, 
they have to have some blind spots somewhere because they keep making errors. So why can't someone outside the watchtower be right about something? It doesn't have to be a big theological thing. You know, I mean, just be right about like one thing and you're wrong. They won't allow that. Uh-huh. Now that that's statistically improbable. So that means that they're not being honest there and they're not properly policing themselves because they cannot take any kind of criticism. They can't benefit from any kind of criticism. They can only, and see, when you have this in-house type criticism, that's where everything goes wrong. Because see, the problem with the Watchtower, every institution in history that I'm aware of has become corrupted. And they actually get progressively corrupted. This is just the nature of institutions. So if you knew that one thing, uh, you would go, this is gonna be the only institution in world history that's not being corrupted. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, even the Jewish institutions got yeah. corrupted. But nothing, everything else has been corrupted. Oh, but the Watchtower is um, pristine and uh, it's been spared yeah. all corruption? No, 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 no. Come on. Yeah. It's corruption. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, and I think that I, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think that they, they sort of make these decrees uh, for themselves and whatever, and they, they say, well, even like, so that whole 1914 to 1919 period or whatever, 1919 was when, when, uh, you know, the master gave, gave all his belongings to, to the, you know, chose them out of all the other, um, groups and everything at the, at the time, they, you know, it was, that, that was their time to be selected and became God's clean organization and all this stuff. Well, then, how do you explain if that's the case? How would I have they explain? Well, like what we were talking about before, pedophilia. How do you explain that? How do you explain uh, the, the 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 changes of if if they were. Well, because they explain it with the light gets brighter, <laughs> Proverbs 4. So uh, that's, I guess that's ultimately the answer. That's how they they back those things up um, as far as, you know, their change in understanding or being wrong about something. It's like, well, God let, will let us know and, and, and whatever, you know. But uh, if, if at 1919 they were, they were, they were selected out of everyone else and, and, they were giving all the master's belongings, and shouldn't they have had all the understandings at that time? Shouldn't they? Why would it be a hundred years have gone by and they're still changing their dogma? Yeah. And 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 still uh, up, updating the, the the view of this generation will not pass away, and and all these other things. I mean, that, that stuff still changes now. So why would a hundred years? Uh, and here's another thing. So why, if if they're God's, they're, they've been chosen out of everyone else's God's organization, right? Well, then why mm-hmm. why would there be any talk of a ban in Russia? I mean, God would let that happen, <laughs> you know? Like if, if unless unless well, if that was, we'll go with their opinion that that they are they, they're chosen. Well, then so then. God is responsible for this ban. Then he's 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 letting that all happen. I mean, you know, but why would he be letting all that happen if to his chosen organization? Uh, you know, if anything, wouldn't it be the opposite? Wouldn't 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 it? I don't know. Wouldn't they be? Uh, I don't know. Just 
know, one of the problems one of the problems I have with a society is they 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 take these huge, massive leaps, you know, these theological leaps or assumptions or something like that, and uh, without any basis whatsoever. For instance, um, where they have to, to prophesy this this important organization that's coming in the in the future? It, it, it doesn't say anything about an organization being prophesied in the future. Now they'll use the scripture, but they're they don't take anything literally. They're twisting the text to put the spiritual spin on it to make it fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah. unless you're Jehovah's Witness, you're never going to believe that that, you know, the good and faithful servant there, uh, the faithful in the street slate, that has nothing to do with an organization. I mean, nobody, nobody has even remotely thought about that, like, ever. Um, yeah. Even if you were a Roman Catholic, you wouldn't think that had to do with the Vatican. I mean, it, it's no – here's the thing. There's virtually no indication in the text that that is the meaning. So they have to come along with their authority and tell you you're, you're virtually incapable of seeing that because it's not there. And, and they're going to tell you, well, here's what it really means. But see, right. if the organization is as important as they say, it should be prophesied in Scripture and it's, it's nowhere found. Now, do you remember them discussing about this? Like, where is this prophecy of the, of the organization? You know what I mean? Like that? A governing body? Well, see anything yeah they point to jesus you know just in like in uh or like matthew was it 25 i guess where he says that you know and when the master comes returns and and there'll be a a good slave and an evil slave and and one will be uh you know Left out, gnashing his uh, gnashing his teeth and weeping and all that, and then the other will be uh, given all the things of the master's house, and and that tied with uh, you know uh, him telling Peter to feed the sheep and 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 if he loves him and and all. I mean, they they connect all these different things to ultimately say, well, see, this is us, and he came in nineteen nine in nineteen fourteen, and then. Uh, and found us to be the 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 one the the, the one doing his will. Uh, so so now we've been awarded the master's belongings, and and now uh, you know, and now we're fulfilling it with uh, feeding the sheep with our spiritual food that 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 we're we're given. So I mean that's how that's how they that's what they base it on. Essentially, they call it prophecy. I guess they say that. That, yeah, this is fulfilling the the, the gospels. How because well, Luke had his or he had slightly different wording, but that's yeah, that's I mean that's that's where they're basing it off. And by the way, uh, you know Christians criticize the Jehovah's Witnesses because um, they have a false hermeneutic. You know, exegesis of scripture. That, that's not how. See, you don't spiritualize the text unless there's a justification in the wider context to do so. They completely ignore proper exegesis and distort that text in Matthew 25 based on their authority. And they will actually admit that no one had this revelation until we came along, okay? And that's arrogant because, um, but at least, you know, that's true because how could you possibly come up with that interpretation? There's, there's no evidence in the text or the wider context that would justify it. It's not even talking about those subjects at all. 
And so, uh, yeah, so we have to come along, and then you're going to believe that we have the authority uh, to do that. But, but see, there's nothing in the context. They can't even use other scripture to bolster their interpretation because there's nothing. And then you're going to they, – they pound away with you at, 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 at that verse. But they can't, they can't prove anything. For instance, if you try to use the context of scripture to prove their position on it, can't do it. They can't do it. Nobody else can. So it just comes down to you're going to believe us or else our interpretation, which is it's a historical anomaly. No um, theologian or Bible commentator has come up with anything remotely close to that. But we're right. Trust us. You know what I mean? That's their attitude. But they cannot. Yeah, yeah. They cannot prove that. I mean, it, it, it's possible. They don't. There's no. Well, yeah, it wouldn't. It couldn't be possible. That is definitely something that would have to come down to faith. Uh, and there, yeah. and the average, uh, you know, rank and file Jehovah's Witness is going to have that faith. I guess like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. That. I guess that makes sense. Like it's you guys. Like you're the, you, the, the Jesus is coming. Giving you all his belongings. That's that's it. I mean, that's that's ultimately what you have to believe. That that, and that's what they say. I mean, uh, second coming. They 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 don't believe in in a physical second coming. That so. Well, you asked me before about my Christology adjustments and things like. That. I don't believe that. Like, I don't. I don't think that makes sense. I don't think. I don't really think that the scriptures can really be um, uh, be. I don't think you can really take that understanding from what what you read there that that there would be just this spiritual uh, second coming in the clouds and 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 the proof of it is World War One. I. I mean, <laughs> that was. I mean, and then I mean that's that's essentially what it is. I, I don't think that. I think it, I think it's going to be a physical thing that would have to take place. You know. What did they say was World War One again? Oh well, like World War One would have been was fulfillment of uh, of nation rising against nation. Oh, there you go. Okay, so um, <clears throat> that's completely false. And uh, yeah, I, you can. I, I, I don't think. Well, see, you know, nobody has the proper, um, in my view, anyway, um, a, a biblical, you know, ecclesiology, um, you know, structure of the church. N- nobody has it. Okay, you know, they're not Protestant, Roman Catholic, Eastern. No, nobody. It, it's all screwed up, you know. But um, their um, their ecclesiology, you know, church structure. That's what it means. That, that that's not biblical. I mean, this governing body is not biblical. They're going to have to claim oh. it existed. They're trying to base it on the apostles. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's that's, what they, that's what they. That's why they claim it is biblical. Yeah, but see, there's no details about that, that at all. Well, you can make that claim, and then, but they can't take it anywhere because there's no, there's no evidence at all for any any kind of yeah. uh, anything you're talking about. Other than the number twelve, all, that's as far as you're going to be able to go. Okay, well, all that stuff you comes down to faith. All that stuff comes down to faith. You have to you have to just have faith that that yes, this is God's uh, as they call spirit directed organization, and and that this is. The, the the arrangement that he he wants and, and all so yeah that's that's how they explain it yeah but so are uh, you 
familiar with my view on 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 Jesus um, that he was God before he came to Earth and then he uh, became God after he left Earth and then when he when he was on Earth he was essentially a man although I wouldn't say he was just a man but uh, because it has to do with his spirit I think he had a divine spirit but I w- I don't believe that he was God on Earth and I think that this view is being suppressed I think it's the truth you never hear about it anyway that's my view so. I mean, I'm coming I think, from a totally different direction, but um, what, yeah, I mean, what, I mean, what kind of changes have you made? You must have made some changes. Uh, you mean just in like my perspectives or my opinions or whatever? Well, do you do you think he was eternally preexistent? That's pretty important. Um, no, I just got through saying I, mean, that I, I don't. I don't believe he's. I only believe he's eternally preexistent in a qualified sense. I only believe that his spirit was, you know. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, I I guess it's not something that specific question that is not something I've uh, really pondered enough to to say maybe at this point. But um, okay. but I mean, I guess I if you asked me yesterday just out of the blue, I am I I, I would have said that. That 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 entity was of that became Jesus and all that that entity was was created by God the Father. So you you hold to the Arian view? You believe that he had an origin? Um, yeah, I guess I guess uh, I guess yeah that 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 God the Father always was eternal and then. Um, began the process of uh, creating other beings, um, starting with mm-hmm. that. I mean that, but I like I say, I don't know. I, I can something I might need to think about or ponder on a little more to oh, say. But yeah. I mean that's what I guess. Yeah. One of the failures of a. Uh... Christian Christology is um, they don't um, want to acknowledge that sonship has to do with origins or beginnings. Uh, it, it always does in the natural world. A son is something that is born, right? Mm-hmm. And see, I don't believe that that you know, is origin out of nothing because I believe that all spirits are eternal. That's where I disagree with Christians and the Watchtower. So I'm acknowledging everything is present in some order. But see, we're not talking about that. We're talking about there had to be some kind of origin. And uh, they just ignore that uh, in Christianity. In other words, he be, they will not allow that he became the son. That, that's, you know, whether you want to believe he preexisted or not. But they don't want to acknowledge that sonship, his sonship had to do with any kind of origins. You see that? They won't allow any, any origins with him. They just emphasize his e- e- eternality. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, okay, so then does that, so, so do you believe then all the angels also have eternally existed as well? Or Yeah, but they, yeah, they exist in a different form though. But see, see, this is where you can't be confused. Angels are created beings. And it, it, there's one verse in the Psalms that says that. Some people say it doesn't talk about their creation, but obviously they have been created. But uh, see that again, see, and actually, that's the key to understanding. Well, here's, here's what you got to do. You have to understand that 
all spirits are eternal. See, the Christian church, they don't, they don't understand that, okay? I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going to say I'm right here, obviously, okay? That's the key to understanding these things, because if you understood that, then you would know that when it talks about origins, uh, either with angels or with Christ, it, it, it can't be talking about it, it doesn't exist. It has to be talking about something else, and it has to do with, actually, here's what it has to do with. They're entering creation. It all has to do with creation, density, okay? And how do you enter creation? You get a body. I mean, see, if you're just a spirit, there's the thing. You're not in creation. How do you enter creation? You have to acquire a body. And this is an origin. And this is, I believe, what the Bible's talking about. And both Jehovah's Witnesses and them. Christians have, have missed this, okay? So he acquires a body along the way, the same as an angel. So when we speak about angels being created, that's what we're talking about. They're entering creation. They, and that has to do with origins. That doesn't mean that they didn't previously exist. I see you have to find the passages in the Bible to prove that any, anything that has to do with spirit is, is created. Because I, I I'm not aware of any passage. I'm aware of the best passage you could possibly use, but it, it's in Zechariah, but it is, it's not talking about that. <clears throat> I believe it's talking about um, the Bible we'll talk about. I'm not sure about the, the Watchtower view on the soul and the spirit, uh, whether they confuse those two or, or whether they make them distinct. It's called... Well, I mean, soul is... Well, yeah, I mean, I can answer that, I guess. Well, I, I do. Like, I do. They're, yeah. they're, they're a their their belief on soul is while soul comes from the Hebrew nephish, which means a living thing, so their essentially their opinion is that the soul is simply a living a living being. Like that's uh-huh. it. They don't believe that the soul that there's any anything beyond that, that it's just so it's kind of, I guess, it just comes to a, a physical body and being like your your consciousness within your body, and you know, and and for my myself, like that's something that I guess, yeah, I don't my my views have uh, are not in line with theirs because I don't think that uh, it, I don't think it's that I don't think it's quite that simple I think well because well you know they believe in resurrection and, and, and all so what are you being what is being resurrected then if not something that trans that that transcends just a physical body you know like there's there's more to you you know our consciousness our whatever is in us like our inner being that makes us um who we are you know uh that that has it might be I don't know maybe I, I guess I, I sort of hold the view that it it, it it's our we might be in need of a body to um to utilize our consciousness and 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 whatever just kind of a vehicle I guess you could say to to um uh to to, to use that soul, that consciousness, but I don't think that 
when you die that your soul is just gone and or whatever. I think that it's still, I guess a way to describe it would be like if you saved something onto a memory card and you you didn't use it for 10 years, but then you pull that memory card out and put it into a different computer and and pull up the information that was there. I, I guess I'm saying that's essentially, I think God has the ability that ability to do that essentially you know that that your inner being your soul what makes you you um might be sitting dormant in 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 the memory card but then uh the potential is there for it to be uh brought back and Mm -hmm. and put i don't know i don't know if that's the best analogy um, (laughs) what's your view on uh yeah, annihilationism and soul sleep, you still believe in that? Or, you know, Seventh day Adventists believe in that too. So. Yeah, like annihilationism. Uh, Most former well, Jehovah's like, Witnesses, so what, a, lot of them will continue, a lot of them will continue to believe that after they leave the Watchtower. They'll still believe that. What that, let me just be clear on your question. So be uh, that, that everything will be destroyed that is not in line with um on on the side of God or something? Is is that what you're saying? Or well you you're happen? familiar with Christians call it soul sleep. You know, Jehovah's Witnesses don't call it that. You know you know the doctrine of soul sleep, right? I'm not I'm not sure. Maybe I do and I'm just not knowing the term, but uh well it for instance it's the view that um you know after you die uh, you have to wait the resurrection. The soul is not conscience. You know I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and you're asking if I believe that? Um, yeah. It's something that I'm not sure on, I guess, is my honest answer. Like, okay. I, 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 yeah, obviously, that's the Watchtower view is that it wouldn't be. I, I, I mean, I know there's scriptures they point to um to you know justify that um but mm-hmm. do but i i'm not i guess i'm just not positive either way um that's okay yeah. <clears throat> yeah you have to work all these things out and it takes time sure when you i mean i do tower, think that when you come out of the watchtower well, you got to figure out you know where Where's the false stuff, obviously? And then, then see, then you do have to see. There, it becomes obvious that you have to build your own belief system. See how obvious that is now? At first, it sounded uh, kind of uh, whoa, build your own belief system. Well, obviously you do, unless you're just going to plug into another institution and then believe whatever they say. You know, well, actually, that's what a lot of people do. That's what, exactly what they do. They don't, they don't build their own belief system. Yeah, they're actually too lazy. I, 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 I think that's something that I have been doing for a while. I don't, you know, uh, it's uh, not, I, I don't know if it'll ever be completed. <laughs> it's, it's a progression, I suppose. But, um, I mean, so as far as what we were just talking about though, there with that, like if, I mean, so you, you so you, you're saying that, you or me or all of it, like I, I've always existed. Like I've, I've just always 
existed um, and and in one way or another. Is that what? Yeah, one way or another. And, yeah, not, and then not that with a body. I, not with a body, though. Right, but in one way or another, I've always I've always been around, and then I'll always be around. Uh, yep. In one way or another. Mm-hmm. So, I guess doesn't for that sort of goes that that would suggest immortality. Yeah, like that you're immortal mm-hmm. in a sense. So, so you have this um, issue about um, the immortality of the soul, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe in the in, in immortality of the soul. Now Christians do; they think it's going to be eternal, but I, I think it'll be dissolved eventually. But I do, I believe, see, I believe the spirit's eternal. So, the soul, see, is a created thing, and they, they acknowledge that. But it, see, I believe that creation will be dissolved. So, I think you will have a body, but it's a body that's. Comp- compatible with that realm so you have bodies that are compatible with with earth and then you have bodies that are compatible with heaven and then you have uh, bodies that are compatible with the superior realm so i do believe you have a a body it's even less dense than a heavenly body you know what i mean and and i believe it would be superior so i mean i think i think heaven is a physical place it's just less dense you know it's just what it's less dense. It has less density. You know what I mean? It would be, what it is, it's an environment that would be compatible with Jesus' resurrection body. Remember when he walked through a wall? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, that shows you it's less dense. Okay. Yeah. Well, so let me ask, so then, what do you make of, like, second death and and compared to, like, a second death has to do with the great white throne judgment. So my understanding of the great, okay. uh, the second death is, is what it's talking about in the book of Genesis when it says that, um, and it talks about this kind of thing other places. I'm assuming, like in Psalm 82, he's speaking to Elohim. It actually says that in, you know, verse 1. It says Elohim singular and Elohim plural. And um, he says that um, you shall die like men. Okay, well, we're really supposed to believe that they're going to acquire a physical body and then die of old age. I think it's talking about spiritual death. And so anyway, the second death is something, and this is just my opinion, because um, the Bible's not real clear about this, but it's a, um, it's a spiritual state that is a punishment from God for sin. And, uh, and people actually sin in hell, by the way. What are they doing in hell? They're sinning. Their thoughts are sinful. They're all wicked. So God actually turns you over to state of sin, and that state of sin is spiritual death. But um, this is what he was talking about with Adam. He says, on the day that you do that, you'll, you will surely die. But he didn't die, did he? But God spoke the truth. So he died a spiritual death. Adam did, right? And we, we all believe that, too. You know. Well, so, and then, I mean, I guess that, that can be open to interpretation, right? Like, yeah. you'll positively die or whatever, you'll surely die. I mean... Could, did that mean that it would be on that specific day that he did it, or just that the decree would be made that he would then f- for that? Like, that would be his punishment. That's an interesting view, but it, it makes it appear that it's it's going to happen when he actually sins. You know, on that day, you will surely die. So I, I don't think you can push it into the future. Well, then, uh, I'll, so then let me ask you, because a similar scripture would be said with Jesus, um, talking to the sinners when, when, when they were uh, 
when they were being tortured and hung and all, and and and, and he said to him tomorrow that that today I tell you truly I tell you today you will be with me uh, in paradise, right? Uh huh. Or well, that's what the New World Translation says. I know different ones, but uh, but so he says that today. Well, today Jesus, where did did Jesus go? He went to his tomb, didn't he? Didn't he go to? I mean, that day he went to his tomb, right? So. Did he mean today I tell you, or I'm telling you today, as in I'm telling you this as we speak? You know what I mean? That's one of those scriptures that I guess, I guess gets debated too on whose interpretation is right. But uh, now this happens to everybody uh, that is in you know these organizations that that you will retain watchtower interpretations for years. But you don't you don't realize them. That's what you're exposed to. Uh, and oh, they, would realize, have, yeah. they would have to go against the historical Christian view on that. But the historical view is that he went to a literal paradise. That's what you know. Just it's, see, and they're not they're not going with a plain meaning of text. Um, they can't do it because they believe in soul sleep, and, and that's the why. So it, see, it, it, it and anybody that believes in soul sleep needs to understand that that verse is against soul sleep because it's talking about consciousness after death and they don't believe that so they're going to deny that but but i i don't have a problem with it at all i believe that he that was that was literally fulfilled and they and he actually went to paradise you know the bible doesn't yet tell us the details you know yeah but oh, you know later see again uh later he said uh well this would be revelation two or three when well, he's speaking to churches it's it's he's saying that um to him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, you know, which is in the garden of of, uh, of God, or yeah. no, it's in the paradise of God, and um, their interpretation of that, I think, that probably you have to look it up. But I bet you they're going to say that's only for the hundred and forty-four thousand, right? Probably. Well, they would be the only ones that would go to heaven, and. and... Mm-hmm. Now, I think what Jesus is talking about is going to Eden. He's clearly talking about that in the last passage, I said. So, you don't think, so are you saying Eden is not the, the the physical earthly location that was in the what modern-day Iraq region? Like, no, or whatever, no, no, like no, 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 they're not even. No, they're what, see, what the Illuminati is going to do, here's what they're going to do. It, it, Jesus is saying there, you have to acknowledge that he made the statement in the first century. So unless you're going to spiritualize the text, you have to acknowledge that there was a physical paradise. Now, this would be Eden. Eden was a physical paradise that was still intact. And uh, nobody, nobody believes that, right? I mean, how could that be true? Yeah. The only way you could pull it off and say, okay, it's still there, but it's invisible. Right? That's the best you could possibly do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you just forget about you know, whether the, the first century or not, um, he's saying it's still intact, and that's not compatible with people's beliefs anymore. So I, I think that um, you know when he's talking about building these mansions and things like that, I think that had to do with Eden. And so I think that that's where the saints are at. They're over in Eden. And uh, we've completely missed all that. Because they, what they did, if there, if, what I was trying to say earlier, if there is a paradise, Okay, and Jesus said there was in the first century. Okay, the Illuminati is going to create propaganda 
to cover it up. Now let's go back. What did we just say? The scripture says that Eden does exist. Christians today either don't think about Eden, or if they did, they'd go, hmm, I haven't really thought about that before. I mean, obviously, it doesn't exist because it's nowhere around, right? But what ha- they'll say, what happened to it? I haven't really thought about that. So they'll get on Google, and they'll end up at one of these Christian research institutes, you know, or, or Christian institutes, excuse me, yeah, Christian institutes. I think most uh-huh. of them are infiltrated, and they will tell you, because you don't hear this much, okay, but they will tell you that Eden was destroyed in the flood. They cannot prove that. Jesus is saying that's not happening. Jesus is denying that. They're denying what Christ said, because Jesus is saying, no, the tree of life is still intact, because you're going to have the right to eat from it, you see? And so, um, so my point is, is that Jesus' statement, apart from, you know, the invisible paradise theory, uh, it's not compatible uh, with modern Christian belief or science, because they all acknowledge that there's no Eden, it's not anywhere. But see, I believe that they created the false cosmology. So the, I, I believe, Jesus, that Eden is still there, and the reason it's confusing it's because it's not compatible with our modern beliefs, whether they're modern scientific or modern Christian beliefs. We don't believe this kind of stuff anymore. But like I said before on the show, you may have heard me, um, and I've got this great, big, huge, expensive book with all these colorful pictures. But the, the, the whole book is about one subject, and that um, these cartographers, you know, map makers, they were putting an earthly paradise on these maps. You can go look at the maps. Century after century, right up until I think it was the 19th, because they had a firm belief in an earthly paradise, because people had always believed this kind of thing. And it wasn't until the industrial age that they finally let go of that belief, which you can see on the maps. You know what I mean? So they gave us, one of the reasons they gave us a false cosmology, I mean, I haven't even heard the flat earthers say this. One of the reasons they got that false cosmology is to cover up the location of Eden. Okay, so I think the cosmology is, you know, if the Illuminati can can pull it off, they will always go for the big lie. The big lies are actually the most effective, you know. Sure. Uh, They just, the the common man cannot imagine a conspiracy that big. Yeah. It just, so he doesn't allow it. He doesn't allow his mind to even think it's laughable to him. Because he doesn't understand there's a system of control. See, if you don't understand how a system of control, you can understand why people wouldn't believe something like that. That's no way. You know, because nobody, one of these things these people say is that, you know, all this conspiracy stuff, um, it can't be true because people never get organized enough to do any of this kind of stuff. See, they don't understand how the system works. They're looking at externals, you know, yeah. the, the bottom feeders, and that's a completely different subject. But see, nobody can prove that there's no hidden cabal in the background. It's impossible because it's an unknown. You can't disprove unknowns unless you have some kind of concrete evidence. And there's nothing in reality that says that that can't be true. They could be well, hiding, I think and how do you know they're not hiding? Prove. Yeah, What's I that? mean, I think that there's a lot more evidence that it does exist oh, than absolutely. there is. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I think <sighs> that's, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, they couldn't prove that it doesn't, but I guess you could always go to, well, how do you prove a negative? Um, but mm-hmm. I think the the evidence is on essentially our side that look, I mean, I think there's plenty of evidence for it, that it, that there is, that, that it does exist, you know, that there is a flaw, that there is an agenda, that there is, um, 
big things at play that are, are working behind the curtains, and most people are have no uh, inkling of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't believe that I can prove that Illuminati exists, but I can prove there is a conspiracy. You can do that with mathematics. There's just, they've left yeah. too many traces of their handiwork that has to do with complex yeah. numerology. But see, that doesn't prove that the individuals exist. And you can easily prove that because it could be a machine, like a biological computer, that created a conspiracy theory that there's men running the world and uh, they actually don't exist because, you know, the computer took over and now it's running the show. And uh, it created a, a defense system so you can't, you can't take it out. And so it just runs. And it's kind of ridiculous, but you can't, you can't prove that wrong, even though it's kind of ridiculous. Or you could have dark celestial beings. Uh, running the show, and they just create the conspiracy theory about the Illuminati are doing it, you know. And in other words, there's actually no men. Obviously, there's men taking orders. But at the, I'm saying at the very top, there is nobody. It's just, um, in fact, it's kind of like that, by the way. Because I do, I do believe that um, these beings do run the show. So largely, the men themselves, at whatever level, they're ultimately irrelevant if they just take orders, if they don't actually have any power to do anything. See, they worship these beings, so they're in submission to them. You know what I mean? But you could develop yeah. other theories that there's different types of beings, like it could be reptilian beings or something like that, and they run the show. But how do you prove that wrong? You, you can't. You can't do that. You can't prove those things wrong. You know. So, but you can prove there's a conspiracy. Whoever's behind it, yeah, there's obviously because it has to do with mathematics. So, they just left right. too much evidence of their handiwork. And uh, there's too much mathematical redundancy. So you can see, like, their imprint on history, and they leave behind, you know, these Illuminati signatures and stuff like that. So that's how you do it. <clears throat> well, um, on that note, I mean, I agree with the things you just said there. Uh, and one of the things that uh, I found troublesome, years, you know, uh, even when I was still sort of going along with the program and uh, let me say this: I was never baptized or anything either. I was, I was so you're I've never, me. I've never been like, excuse me. Well, you're, I said you're kidding me. No, I was never like a, a an official heart carrying member of the Watchtower Society. Hmm. Okay. That's uh, part of the. Well, I, I mean, that, I the reason I, well, I had reasons that I couldn't be because, for one thing, I would have to essentially vow that I was, well, I, that, I mean, one of their baptismal vows is that you recognize that your baptism brings you into, uh, association with God's spirit directed organization. That's, uh, that's one of, that's like one of the vows that you have to, and they're meaning the watchtower, you know? So I, I, that was a problem. I couldn't see how getting, I, I, I just, that, that was, an issue for me, uh, and you know, I was, I, I, I was, I had too many problems with their beliefs and and stuff, so I couldn't, I, it's not, I couldn't have done that, you know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't have been doing. I know other people might, other people. I bet most of them probably weren't even thinking along lines of the things I was, or aware of the things I was, and seeing the contradictions and the issues. But so that that was, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't do that, but, um, but, um, yeah, so it's not like I've, I've, I was never disfellowshipped or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. but I was going to say like one of my, one of the things that jumped out 
as problematic was because I was aware of, you know, of the conspiratorial um, world view, right? You know, I had, uh, I was aware of a lot of these things and looking into this stuff and, and, and into that stuff. And I couldn't see, it's like, they, you talk about it, like with food and, 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 and water and, and all these different things, uh, what's going on with uh, the chemtrails and, and all these different things. Why, if, why would they not be warning their people, their constituents of these things? Why, you know, why, did, why is there no attention brought to vaccines? And, and, and why do they just go along? And the Watchtower is notorious for touting the official view of, of the governments and, 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 you know, what, whatever, like all that mean, mainline thinking. Uh, and since I knew that that was all baloney, how could that, that, that was just a big red flag to me. You know what I'm saying? Well, that actually collapses the, the, the watchtower. When you start uh, self-educating yourself about these conspiracies and you learn more every year, and at some point it, it becomes completely ludicrous that the watchtower could be ignorant of all this information. Yeah, exactly. If they're that ignorant, then they're not even qualified to be leading anybody, including themselves. They need to start researching. Because they got the wrong worldview. Now, if they're really inspired by God, this would be impossible. Because the only thing you could say is that none of these issues are important. And so that explains why Jehovah has not talked to them about it. But this is absurd. Uh, For instance, look at their view on 9-11. Okay, I mean, it's so infantile. I mean, do they even have an official view? I mean, it's going to be pathetic, right? Their analysis is going to be just, I mean, do they even have an analysis? No, it's going to, it's just going to reflect whatever mainline, whatever uh, the 9-11 commission report, I'm sure, is what what it was. (laughs) Now, this is another thing. There has never been an institution that I'm aware of that has been uh, sufficiently conspiratorial. They're all incompetent. That will tell you right there. They're, they're, they don't understand the world. There's never been an institution that explains the world system and acknowledges for re- what it really is. It, it, the reason is because the institutions are, are created from the ground up. They're not there to help you. You know, uh, right. That's not true for all institutions. But I mean, for instance, like the, uh, the Methodist Church is an institution. And I believe that it was created by uh, John Wesley. And he was a godly man. So, but see, what happened to that institution? Well, look at it now. It's just completely corrupt. It's so, it's not even Christian. You know, in any sense of the word. I guess they do have some conservative uh, United Methodist churches in the South. I mean, it, it, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses would look at it differently. But I mean, it's apostate. It used to be Christian. So then again, it becomes corrupted. Just, and there's, everything else gets corrupted. Yeah. Oh, I agree. The nature and I think of, a, of an institution is to gradually get corrupt. And um, it's absurd to say that there's no corruption in, uh, in the Watchtower because it would be the first okay. institution in world history. All the biblical institutions became corrupt. So the Watchtower is the first institution in history? No, this is absurd. You know? Oh, well, God wouldn't allow that. Uh, but, <laughs> but see, we can't have that discussion, can we? We can't talk about Oh, we can't talk about that. Oh yeah, you can't. I mean, I mean, and the thing is, any good uh, run-of-the-mill witness is not going to even be able to entertain the idea. You know, it's 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 just like 
Well, it's her- heretical, I guess. I mean, that's essentially what it, they, they would see it as. Like, oh, and then yeah, it's God's God's organization. Look, like we're we're uh, preaching the word the word to the the the, the furthest corners of the earth, and, and you know that's like one of the things they point to as to be proof of you know who they are and what they are is because they're preaching campaigns and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, so like. That's, so it's like that. Well, then if that's the case, then then it couldn't we couldn't be corrupted. God wouldn't allow such a thing, you know. I've I uh, I've tried to uh, you know I beat my head against a brick wall trying to reason with with people with with different witnesses on 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 that stuff. But you know, there's just there's there's no seeing that. Yeah, uh, the existence of chemtrails will collapse the Watchtower organization so, as an authority. Um, they're either ignorant or they're covering up. And uh, you really think yeah. they're that ignorant? The weathermen are no, not I ignorant. Think... They, the weathermen have been informed. They get emailed over and over again. Here's the thing. Uh, if weathermen are being emailed about existence of chemtrails, you've got well-meaning Jehovah's Witnesses out there. That would be a fantastic Google, by the way. Watchtower and chemtrails, okay, and see what people are saying. Um, the watchtower's not going to say anything, I'm assuming, you know. But see, here's the thing. They've got well-meaning Jehovah's Witnesses, they have to, who are scratching their head and going, why didn't the watchtower talk about Kimberly? I want them, you know, they trust them, and they want that. Let's, let's start talking about it. Let's get out. So they, they email them, and they say, you know, in case you're not informed of this, you know, you know let them know. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, they've heard. You can't say that they haven't heard. So they've heard but what have they done? Absolutely nothing. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming they have not even given any kind of uh, official proclamation or statement, just like the Vatican has. Yeah. Right? See, the Vatican still has not said anything again about chemtrails. If they did, we'd hear about it. It'd be a big old brouhaha on Facebook, everything else. So I'm assuming they said nothing. Well, you don't have any credibility. If, if our skies are filled with chemtrails week after week, and, and you say nothing, then you don't have credibility as an organization. Because, see, the only thing you say is, well, they don't know that that's not true because they have been emailed. So they do know. And they're suppressing it. And now, aha, see, now they're not just naive anymore. They're evil. You see that? They have to be evil. Same thing with vaccinations. Right. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, are, they're all concerned about you know, <laughs> this wild interpretation that they have, which, again, no basis whatsoever in any kind of context because uh, it's talking about eating blood. What does this have to do with blood transfusions, okay? Those are two different things. And people have had to die because of this kind of thing, you know, so... Um, yeah. It, it, yeah it, so, well, what's interesting then with that is, but then they say it's okay to accept different parts of blood, like, are, are you familiar with that? Like, you can accept platelets and you can accept pieces of of blood but not whole blood okay did they make some changes with that along the way they probably did didn't yeah they? that's more rec- that's within within the last uh to 10 to 20 years maybe okay i've never i have not heard of that um i bet uh, you better believe there's a lot of pressure on them you know oh, there yeah. was pressure, there's pressure which, on the mormon church too to um there was pressure on them to change their view on blacks and there was pressure on them to change their view on polygamy there was pressure on them a long time ago and they bowed into the pressure 
Apparently. They changed well, the views. Let me say my, some thoughts on that, like with the blood thing, though. Like, um, uh-huh. so a, a, a question that they that, that they would raise in, in, in that debate would be, well, you know, if the, the Bible doesn't, is talking about eating blood, yes, but if 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 if, if eating whatever would be unacceptable, then why would injecting it in more acceptable? That's kind of the the line of reasoning. Um, but what I would what what I would say is if they're that adamant that it is unscriptural to accept blood, how could accepting it in different forms, how could that be okay then? You know what I mean? That's, it just doesn't, it's like a contradiction. It doesn't, it, it can't, I don't see how it could go both ways, you know what I mean? I wonder what would happen. Do they have some kind of an official online forum uh, for the society? Well, you now know, they have by forum? jw.org uh, forum? Not a website, uh, but, a, but a forum. I bet you they don't. Oh my gosh, yeah. I because it'd be too hard. It'd be too hard to control the information would, to see. Yeah, it, what yeah. you could do. Yeah, you could start a. Um, this shows the shows it's occultic, see, because they don't want this, this discussions going on. They want people to even see these discussions because you might answer. See what what it does. It creates an opportunity for anybody to ask any question. And uh, uh, say, for instance, if I get on there and I pull, I create a thread and I say, what's the position here on chemtrails? Uh, I we don't hear about this from the society. They don't want you putting that question up there. You see that? So yeah. they're not even going to have probably a public forum because they, these questions are threatening. Same thing is true in, in Christianity, by the way. There's all kinds of questions that we need to be asking in church, and nobody even asks them. And the environment is not structured for the questions that you'd be asked, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. As far as chemtrails, I, I, I did a search here. I don't, there's, I don't see anything talking about it. I'm looking at it right now, and um, this is not jumping off the page at me here. I'm looking at ex-Jehovah's Witnesses and stuff like that. I'm I'm just looking for that one thing, you know, that this um, undermines their authority, the fact that they will not address this subject. And so are are you stupid or are you evil? Which one is it? You see that? And they can't be stupid because they have been emailed so that the only possibility is they're evil. Right. Well, they what they would email. say, yeah. What what they would argue, I'm sure, is that well, you know, this is this is Satan's uh, world, and that uh, you know, there's all these different things that we, you know, that are 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 going on, and and but it's all part of Satan's system of things. So, um, you know, there's nothing. There's no point in talking about all that. What we have to do is focus on good things like God's plans for the future. That's, I mean, more or less, I'm sure that's... Another thing, too. If they were so enlightened, uh, then they would be instructing the people on how to um, eat properly. Uh, Do they do that? Exactly. No, exactly my point. Like, I agree. Like, it's like I couldn't understand. And and if any, have you seen... um, have you seen these their newer campaign that's been going on in the past couple of years where they have on street corners they have a big cart and they'll have a couple of people sitting with a cart of literature? 
you know, they've got these people downtown. I've seen them, and this must be what that has to do with, you know. I didn't hear about yeah. that, though, no. Yeah, that's been within the last couple of years. They've, what, what's uh, up with that? The, yeah, it's just a new form of their preaching that where they set up, yeah, on a corner somewhere, and and they'll have a cart with, a, you know, probably a dozen or more different books, magazines, and brochures or whatever, and and yeah, you know, uh, I see them a lot over at a bus stop nearby me. Um, but what, what I was thinking of is this guy. I, I don't know, maybe a month ago, I was driving past and I and I saw him them sitting there. But this one guy, he 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 was just very overweight and and just kind of looked what I would say kind of slobbishly, like you know, just unfit, unhealthy, uh, and. I, I, I would imagine, you know, doesn't give much consideration to that. And I, I and I have family members and, and whatever that think my my talking or you know, my concerns over uh what's being done to our food and stuff is just kind of frivolous nonsense and, and they're they're I they're under the idea that, well, it's Satan's system, so we just have to wait on God to fix it and that's that's ultimately the the opinion. But how does I just thought how hypocritical it looks having this guy sitting on the corner as like your representation to you know someone who will have never maybe never not not be familiar with whatever he's going to try to present to them and stuff but and and I don't know just the, I've heard you 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 allude to similar things but uh, it's like it, it's just such it just seems very hypocritical sort of. Um, you know, because you got there's plenty of scriptures talking about you know keeping your your body uh, clean and things like that, and 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 they they would be the first to jump all over you for smoking a cigarette or something like that, which you know uh, there's different arguments to be made there with tobacco and cigarettes and what you know what you know I think I think commercial cigarettes and and all that are, are not good, but but. At the same time, they'll go take a break from their door-to-door work and go to McDonald's without a problem, you know. And that—that's to me, that's that's pretty blatant hypocrisy. They don't disfellowship uh, you for smoking, do they? Isn't it sure. tolerated? They do. Oh no! Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, they won't disfellowship you for for going for for you know hitting McDonald's for lunch every day. Like, that's okay. And, and I've raised this point. Like, I've, I said that to an elder, actually. And he was like, well, you know, you can't really, you, we have to, you have to be um, balanced in your thinking and stuff or whatever. It's like, okay, whatever. Well, it actually would be Orwellian if they started to get control over what you're eating at home. So I guess, I guess yeah, it's best for them to stay out of that. But, I, um I suppose, but it, it, but at the same time, yeah, they'll if you if you were to smoke a cigar uh, once a year, I don't know, whatever, like as an occasional thing, like you like to have a cigar or something, yes, you'd be disfellowshipped for that. But but you know, having like I I guess it's just to me, it just seems like a double standard. Like then, why aren't you disfellowshipping people for for loving their their there's fast food and stuff like isn't it, it seems along similar lines if you ask me 
Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they should do that. I'm just saying, like, how do you how do you do one and then not the other? Well, here's something we didn't know. Uh, I just researched vaccines. Uh, they used to forbid vaccines, and they changed their opinion. There we, there we go again. See that? They changed their view. So let me read this here. Uh, it says, an early leader of the Jehovah's Witnesses, C.J. Woodworth, maintained a continuing opposition to vaccinations. He seems to have believed that vaccination caused animal blood cells to be injected into humans. This can be regarded as equivalent to eating blood, an activity that the group believes is forbidden in the Hebrew Scriptures. The group banned their members from having vaccinations from 1931 to 1952. You know, I, I bet I know I used to know this and I just forgot it, you know. It says an unknown number of witnesses were disfellowshipped because they disobeyed their leaders on this matter. And so, see, then they changed their opinion. So apparently it's permissible now. It didn't used to be. Yeah, oh yeah, it is. It, I, I would imagine it's encouraged, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was vaguely, I, you reading that, I, 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 I vaguely remember coming across that um, at some point. That I knew that. that Here's was. what it says from the Golden Age magazine. Um, you've heard of that before, obviously. Vaccination oh, yeah. never prevented anything and never will and is the most barbarous, barbarous practice we are in the last days, and the devil is slowly losing his hold, making a strenuous effort, meanwhile, to do all the damage he can. And to his credit, he can such evils be placed. They're calling it an evil. Use your rights as American citizens to forever abolish the devilish practice of vaccination. So they call it an evil, a devilish practice, and now it's okay. Here you go. Well, I would bet, I'd bet you anything. Now, if you read it in an Awake magazine, which is essentially the progression of the golden age that's like yeah. took its, the Awake took its place, um, I bet you anything they'd be touting the, 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 the good that's come out of vaccines and, and, and uh, you know, all that. I, I, I bet you anything that you could find something along those lines. A couple more statements. Uh, these are different times. Um, vaccination is a direct violation of the everlasting covenant that God made with Noah after the flood. The next statement. It, as, as vaccination is a direct injection of animal matter in the bloodstream, vaccination is a direct violation of the law of God, of Jehovah God. Okay, so what that means is that... Um, <clears throat> According to what the Watchtower used to say, their present view is a direct violation of the everlasting covenant that God made with Noah, according to their own literature. They think they reversed the position, and also um, they reversed their position that it's a direct violation of the law of Jehovah God. Complete opposite. See, it's these kind of reversals that are just, and you just sit in the Watchtower and just, oh, oh, oh. Come on, it's a 180-degree reversal. And now they're yeah. condemning themselves. Yeah. It's, cra- it's crazy. I've, I've read, you know, I mean, there's there's been different excerpts and stuff in some Awake magazines that, uh, I mean, tout, like, the essentially the accomplishments of, of, like, UN campaigns and things like that. I, 
I mean, along similar lines, maybe not necessarily. I'm sure there's stuff on that that would make that point on the topic of vaccination, but I mean, just even in other things like uh, uh, medical related things, um, as far as, you know, like um, sort of touting the UN. And, and I bring, I say that, that's actually a whole other thing right there. I don't know, are you familiar with them being an NGO in affiliation with the UN? Are you aware of that whole big controversy that was going on, that, that happened in the early no. 2000s? No. Yeah, people became aware of that, and a lot of people left and, and everything. Cause, oh, wow. Yeah, there was, they, they, they have, they say that they were, they, they had from like 92 to like 2001, I think it was, they had, uh, they, 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 were in, they were an NGO. They claim that it was just to have access to the library, the UN library, but I think that's I think that's kind of a load of nonsense. There, I, I don't really buy that. Um, but they, and they they actually removed after it came to light. There was a Guardian article that brought it to light, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, it they uh, they ended up relinquishing their their membership with you in there, but, um, and they've whitewashed it and, and, you know, said, well, you know, they, they were just using it for the library access and, and it doesn't mean anything, but they, year after year for 10 years there, pretty much, they had to reapply every year. And one of the criteria in, in getting a, uh, the status with the UN was they had to have a, a wide reach of, readership or whatever and in, 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 well, they had to have a public forum and they had to have you know uh, a distribution and, and all and and in that literature they had to put uh, things positive things about the UN essentially I'm, 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 I might be using a little bit of, of you know um, filling in the words because I don't remember exactly the official statements but I mean essentially that's what they had to do they, they, they had to they had to ha prove that they had literature that that put the UN in a positive light and they're they definitely did there it, it's documentable in in these magazines that they did that and you know that's I I I'd say that's a problem <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a there's a, a guy named Robert King, and he has a website called eWatchman.com. And mm -hmm. if you were, wanted to look look it up, it would be e-watchman.com. And he he has a a book that he wrote about ten ten or more years ago now. Uh, it was a good book. It, it was actually uh, he he lays a lot of really interesting good points out um uh with with their uh his the book is called Jehovah himself has become king um but he 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 lays out a lot of the, the problems and and error of the watchtower and stuff but yeah he 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 wrote he he wrote a campaign uh he had like a big mailing campaign where he wrote like letters to like every congregation and Essentially, in the English-speaking world, 
to, mm. to each hall and, and, and all, uh, trying to make people aware of that association. And he ended up being disfellowshipped and all because of that. You can't have a, exactly, you can't, it's not like you can have a book critical of the watchtower out and expect to not be disfellowshipped. But, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, I don't think too many Jehovah's Witnesses are aware of that whole UN affiliation there. But, I mean, it, 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 it's just hypocrisy because they, they on one hand, they, they preach from the platform that, you know, the the UN is like the eighth king and, 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 and all, and of revel, you know, revelation and all, and that the, all these, all these things that they attribute to the UN. But then meanwhile, behind the curtain, they're, they got, they're an NGO and they're, they're, they're putting things that are intentionally in the magazines to keep their NGO status, which is putting the UN in a positive light. And then they have their people distributing <laughs> I mean that's if that's not hypocrisy and, and a problem you know but the thing is it's not a problem because I, I've, I've said this to numerous different people family and, and, and different things no it's not, you know that's, oh at, that, at best you might get well maybe they made a mistake but that's that's about it you know other than that you know so I don't know man Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm writing down and searching a lot of the stuff that you talk about. I just went to the this website, you know, the Watchman's Post. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I bet yeah. they don't have an official forum. But if they did have a forum, it must be highly controlled. But yeah, if you if you put that question up there, see, they they take it down. If you ask, you know, what's the Watchtower's position on chemtrails or something? They just take the question down, probably. No one would even see it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, my aunt told me when I, with this whole UN thing that I just told you about. My aunt told me a few years ago because I was talking about this with her, and you know, just kind of going on about how that's such hypocrisy and stuff. Well, she tells she's like, well, why don't you go? Why don't you write a letter to to the society? And <laughs> I never bothered doing that. I mean, yeah. it's just what what. Well, what would be the sense of that? They're going to just tell me, oh, well, you know, we were just doing it for a library card. <laughs> I, I already know what they're going to say. Like, I, I, I see no point in that. But It's like writing a congressman. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wasted time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I get a kick out of a lot of these agents out there, Illuminati agents, you know, and that's what they tell you to do. They tell you to write your congressman. Yeah. Yeah. Any kind of solution. Right. Yeah. No, it's a joke. It's a joke. And just like, well, they have a section in the watchtowers, in the back of the watchtower, where it's, it's, you know, questions that have been written in to the watchtower, and then they answer them in the back, you know, which I I would imagine, I'm sure they're cherry picking it at best, but, you know, it's, it's just softball. Well, they're skipping over the hard questions. You see, we know there's. Oh yeah, questions. oh yeah. It's just it's it, it usually is. I haven't looked at one in a while uh, as far as those questions, but it, 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 every any time I looked, it was always just kind of just not yeah, <laughs> nothing nothing too deep or critical or anything like that. No. 
I think what they do in a society is they, they emphasize or it's just naturally understood that you're a lot more educated than Christians because they go to the door all the time and they can see these people not educated. They know it, so they don't really have yeah. to be told. And that's supposed to, um, to keep you from realizing that it doesn't matter. Um, forget about these Christians. You guys are not educated either. You, just because they're undereducated doesn't mean you guys are sufficiently educated because they, they don't really have any Bible studies with any kind of depth to them. They're all so simple. You know, it's just all rote and just here's the answer for that and here's the answer for this. It's just like memorizing the answers. Well, if you try to get into anything deep, which I have tried and, and, and you know, brought it, you know, tried to get more substance and, and, and deeper into it, it's, it's, if they don't have an answer for it, then it just comes back to, well, you have to have faith. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know, that's what it all Well, they do that in church, too. A lot of people have been told um, you just have to have faith. That's what they tell you in churches. That, you know, a pastor will tell you that. You, know? you, you go to ask a hard question. You say, well, my son. In fact, Roman Catholic priests are notorious. You know, tapping you on the head. You know, well, my son, you just have to have faith. You know. Right. But these are legitimate questions. I mean, they're not that complex, and they, they can't even answer that. That's why a lot of people leave the Roman Catholic Church because of that very thing. They had questions and uh, they had no answers. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, one of my aunts, she went to a pre- after my dad was the first one in his family to um, he 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 got he was he was washing his car when a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses were in the neighborhood. So that was that was how that all happened. But his aunt, so she's my great aunt but his, so his aunt you know um she 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 was they were catholic and everything and then um she went to the priest and with questions you know like about you know comparing it to what she was learning from the Jehovah's witnesses and everything and so the story goes that the priest told her something like if you're looking for if you're looking for truth you found it or something like that what? <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's the story that I've been told that the priest told her she was looking for truth and she's found it. So I don't know if it was just a lazy priest who was like, you know, whatever or, or what. But yeah, like I guess that was the thing. She was she had questions that apparently hmm. the priest didn't feel like answering or whatever. He might have been Satanist. I know it sounds weird, but see, I think that one in five pastors are Satanists. And um, even if it's, you know, even one in ten, that answer doesn't make any sense unless the guy's totally liberal. He's acknowledging that she found the truth in the wash time? Yeah, that was okay. what well, I told there you him. Go. That doesn't make any sense. So uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he was one of them. How you doing? Hi. Yeah, you never know about that. Hmm. Well... Uh, I won't go this minute, but in the next few minutes here, I'm going to have to keep going. Yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, there's still, I, I, yeah, I definitely like to have another conversation with you. Uh, oh, absolutely. I have, uh, you, can I have be, a, um, I, you can come on the show and be a regular contributor. I, I can, I can probably kind of tell people's abilities pretty quick, you know, so. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Our show um, is yeah. unique. 
what's unique about it is um, I'm kind of the only person out there that has this um, like this conglomerate of people that kind of hovers around me, and I don't really interview people like a regular show, you know. I just talk right. to these people, right? I just talk, and I just got these people hovering out there, and I just bring them on the show, you know, I and mean, they're kind of regular people, right? And that's who I talk to. Those are the people. I just kind of play off of them, and every call is different. It's actually based on the person, usually. Unless I just go off on a rant, and the person doesn't really matter anymore because it's almost like they don't even exist anymore. I do that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Like that Rantology 301. We had talked uh, on the phone for about 45 minutes, so that's why I just launched into that thing. I mean, it's very difficult to just push the cord button and launch into that for three hours or whatever the heck I was doing. But uh, I was pretty much just talking to myself. But when I start getting in that kind of mode, people just step back and go, okay, let's just let them go because I actually need to talk. You know, and, and dialogue would make it inferior. People even say that. You know, just let him talk. I mean, we, he needs to rant. <laughs> I do that sometimes. <clears throat> Right. I just spilled uh, salsa on the floor. <laughs> I just walked out of the kitchen. I just said, screw it. Because two people came in there and started talking, and uh, she was talking, so I had to leave. So. Uh, hey, I got, uh, I got a, 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 well, one of the questions that just entered my mind. I'll ask you real quick here. Um, I know so you come up Chuck, with theological questions for me. And also, um, uh, you, you're pretty good at, um, you, you could critique my beliefs a little bit. I can tell you can do that. A lot of people, they don't want to do that. I actually want them to do that. But, uh, you'll just discuss it. It doesn't have to be like a negative thing like that. Yeah. Well, anyway. let me ask you this then. Actually, um, well, before, I was, I was going to ask you one thing a second ago, but let me ask you this then, because I had my Bible open here, and I was going to ask you then, what your opinion of Ecclesiastes 9, um, 5, where it says, and this is out of the New World Translation, and I could read that. I, have, I do have a lot of translations, and I like to compare and contrast, but since I, am, I was brought up with the New World Translation, just the wording, I'm easy, it's easier for me to flip to, and you know what I mean, like find the scriptures uh-huh. based on the words I'm familiar with. But anyway, so I'll read it out of this one. It says, For the living are conscious that they will die. But as for the dead, they are conscious of nothing at all. How do? You, what is your opinion of that? Um. Or if you need to look it up, that's fine. Let me too. see here. You know, I'm not even uh, familiar off the top of my head what what the standard uh, reply is for if someone uses that to prove soul sleep. Uh, that that is a very good that may be the best passage. Do you consider that to be the best passage for the doctrine of soul sleep? I probably the best. Yeah, I'd say maybe the best. Yeah, probably. Oh, well, can you read that again. Can you read that, can you read that again to me? Sure. Uh, for the living are conscious that they will die, but as for the dead, they are conscious of nothing at all. Neither, uh, and then I'll go. On, let me finish it. Uh, neither do they have. Neither do they any more have wages because the remembrance of them has been forgotten. Aha. Now, there is talking about earthly. See, the whole, whole, whole context there is earthly. And so sometimes the Bible, Old Testament, speaks kind of strangely. 
you want it to speak differently, but that's just the way it speaks. For instance, it uses hyperbola. And the problem with hyperbola, you know, exaggeration, is that you're lacking accuracy. And now once you can prove that the Bible is using hyperbola, like these Old Testament prophets, then you can prove that at least in that particular instance, the first concern is not accuracy. Because if it was accuracy, you, you can't use hyperbola. Okay? The question is, why did they use hyperbola at all? Because that's where they spoke, the culture was used to it, and the theory is, which I agree with, is that the hyperbola was used by the prophet to get the listener's attention. It's like an exclamation mark. You know, exaggeration, like, whoa! You got my attention. Well, now, what's the deal here? What are you telling me, you know? Well, and interestingly, too, I mean, this would have been written by Solomon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so... Okay, well, I'm going to use an example to prove that the writer of Hebrews uses hyperbola. Well, I think I'm going to. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to convince everybody, but it's, oh, it's an example of, of something like that. Um, when he says that uh, money answers all things. Okay, now stop. Is that true in an absolute sense? You're familiar with the passage, right? Sure. Money answers all things. Okay, I'm going to ask a question. Does money answer all things? No. The answer is no. So why did he say that? Now, there's only one possibility. Yeah, this is assuming it's accurate. We believe it's accurate. He's not talking about everything. He's talking about physical things. Now, here's the thing. Okay. This is critically important to interpret the book of Ecclesiastes. All you got to do is read that book and ask yourself this question. Does this book have a uniquely biblical focus? On physicality. No, no, seriously. It oh, focuses oh, on I the physical. Yeah. It focuses on the physical realm. I mean, you have other uh, historical books like, you know, Esther. Sure. It, it's kind of unique. It's in a category one because it doesn't never never mentions God directly. You know what I mean? So yeah, that makes that okay. book unique. But I mean, the Book of Ecclesiastes is unique in the entire canon because it sure. focuses on the physical. Now, obviously, it's doing in that scripture. You can't, you can't deny that. So what he's saying, you know, in the physical realm, in the world, yes, money answers all things. But see, even that isn't true. Because you can't buy health, can you? And health is a physical thing. So now I've actually, I'm going to prove this, okay? He was using hyperbola, even if he was only, only referring to the physical, because even in the physical you know, we're talking about physical health. Um, money does not buy health. And you find that out if you're a rich person and you got a disease. I, I'd be the first to tell you that you can literally buy cures. But see, you have yeah, to know okay. knowledge. You have to know where the knowledge is. You still have to know where the knowledge is. So rich people die of ignorance because they don't know what to put, throw their money at. You got to know where to throw your money. And if you know where, oh, you can get cured easily. You can buy technology. First, you, you, there's, there's technology out there to cure most kind of pain. It's electrical technology. Most people don't know about this. The government doesn't promote it. Well, there you go. If you have a lot of pain, you can just throw money at the problem, and they go away. Now, see, most disease is caused by um, industrial toxins, like cancer. 
So you could um, yeah. throw, a bu- throw a bunch of money at infrared technology, infrared sauna, and just go out every day and just sit there in your sauna. And every single day you'll detoxify and you'll get better and better and better. And I, I believe that the disease will go away. Uh, you know, you need to eat halfway decent. Okay, so yeah. now I've proven that he actually used hyperbola. That means that there's not there's a different priority there, and the priority is not an absolute accuracy like we want in the Western mind. We have a scientific mind. We want absolute accuracy. We don't want any kind of hyperbola, okay? But now we've proven that he is using hyperbola, and we've also proven, because of that one scripture, he's focused on physicality. Okay, so now you go back to that verse, and this actually verifies my understanding of it. He's talking about the physical world. So I would never say something like this, but he did, unfortunately. But, um, and he's not making it clear. But basically what he's saying, they're not conscious. He's talking about the living world, okay? The world we live in. That's what he's talking all through Ecclesiastes, okay? And then you leave that world. And it talks about, it talks about leaving that world. It talks about it in Revelation 12.7. Excuse me, Ecclesiastes 12.7, where the body dies and the spirit returns okay. to God who gave it. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. okay. And so um, what he's saying there, this is my understanding, is the spirit. See, he, here's the thing. Um, he's talking about life after death, which the watchtower denies. Okay? Because in uh, Ecclesiastes 12.7, it talks about, you know, the body goes into the grave, which they say is Sheol or whatever the heck. I'm not sure what that word is there. Okay. But um, it's just talking about a physical death. And then it says the spirit returns to God who gave it. Will the watchtower allow that? No. So he, well, he can disagree I mean, with them. Okay. Well, it's so okay. Yeah, the spirit itself returns to God who gave it, right? So, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, but also, he also talked about the soul descending. And see, this is in the same book as they're claiming that he teaches that the soul goes into a state of non-existence or, or non-awareness. Well, let me get this out because I haven't said it yet. Just real quick. What I, what I believe is it's talking about they don't have any awareness of the living world. They're not conscious. I mean, everything that happens up here, they don't know anything about it anymore. You see, they're cut off. I think that's what he's talking about. So you have to think about that a little bit because it's going, what? Because it sounds like kind of a little bit strange interpretation. Okay, but what you have to do, you have to, um, so you have to think outside of your belief system. A lot of people are not very good at this. Jehovah's Witnesses are definitely not. But you have to think of something that you don't believe in. You know, what about this possibility? Even though I believe this, let me look at it from a different angle. And so what you have to do, you have to go, okay, I, maybe I believe in soul asleep, but let's just pretend that that's not true. Because yeah, I that, tried, that, uh, to be fair, I do try to do that. So. What that does is it allows me to consider other possibilities, and you're going, how, how, many, uh, what, what, how many possibilities are there? And I would yeah. say that must be what he's talking about. They no longer, everything, all, you know, the working day activity, every, all the activity here is all dead to them. They know nothing. You see that? that, that that's so what you, I do. So would you say that they're, they're conscious in, in another realm, oh, but yes, definitely. aware of 
anything that's going on in the earthly realm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm a, see, I'm a big, big believer in Luke 16. And that's one of their problems is that there's no justification for, for turning into a parable uh, where it doesn't have, you know, he's not talking about a physical location. First of all, <laughs> in the Watchtower, it's clueless about cosmology. This is where they go down the tubes right now. What is their cosmology? Where in the heck do they ever disagree with science when it comes to cosmology? Do they disagree with anything? Nothing. They push the scientific line, as far as I know, right on down the line. Oh, yeah. No, they do. I mean, that's another one of my problems. <laughs> that's another one of my issues. And their, their, their uh, translation, their New World translation, uses the word sphere in Job, where a lot of most good amount of other translations would put circle, and I know you've discussed that in you know relation to the earth. So uh, it's it's convenient that they tra- they translate it sphere though, which goes to serve the science agenda, I guess. Right? You know, when you have uh, like a uh, inter- internet phenomena where you because it's pretty much internet phenomena, uh, you got all these people starting to research flat earth stuff like that. Um, when, when people do things like that, do they come out and they make a statement, kind of like a warning that, you know, we don't like this, we don't recommend this, we discourage this, or they just stay silent? Because, let me tell you something, they definitely do not want anybody to become a flat earther. This is direct contradiction. But see, they don't even have a cosmology. It's just like the Mormons. They kind of do. Joseph Smith had a cosmology, but they don't really talk about it anymore. There's, there's a book that's written about Mormon cosmology. You can see it on Amazon.com. Okay. And it's Joseph Smith's cosmology. And what he came out, he had you know, some of these plants and stuff like that. It's, it's all false. You know what I mean? I mean, unless you're going to believe science, you know, you see right there, he didn't know what he's talking about. Well, the Watchtower don't either. So the reason this is important is because that has to do with the fabric of reality. So the Watchtower is God's visible organization on Earth, but they don't know the true structure of reality. Now, how are you going to be able to pull that out of the hat? You can't. You can't do it. So it exposes that they're false. Because they, there's no way they could be that ignorant. You know, yeah. if you wake up, and even, I don't believe in flat earth either, but <clears throat> I don't believe either of you, but if you wake up and you firmly believe that, this is your belief, you know, flat earth, the watchtower's got to go down in flames because they just can't be that ignorant. Mm-hmm. Of every, because, see, what they're doing they, the watch, here it is. The watchtower was deceived by science. You see that? That's the only other conclusion. They were deceived too, along with everyone else. You know, heliocentric propaganda. Uh-huh. But how could you pull that out of the hat? If they were deceived by something that great, then they can't be trustworthy. It's just like if NASA lies to you that big then we're not going to believe anything else they say. Sure. You see, because it discredits the watchtower, and now they don't have any um, <clears throat> credibility anymore. Once you're wrong on a massive level, then it ruins your credibility. You start questioning, well, how do you know? If they could be, if they can err that greatly or be that ignorant, we cannot trust them other places. You see that? Which is exactly what should happen is you start, see, the the organization does not hold up under examination. It's a house of cards. And the reason that that Jehovah's Witnesses don't see it, they don't critically examine it. Once you start 
critically examining the watchtower, unless there's a problem at your end with incompetency, it cannot hold up into, uh, under examination. And I'd say the same thing about a Christian church. So, okay? Mm-hmm. Christian church doesn't hold up an examination either. It's cultic system. Yeah. But everything, in my view, is a cultic system. This is what we're born into. So, it's just, you know, we all need to come together and realize what this is a mess and we, this is the way it is. And yeah. We're well, in a, and, some kind yeah, of I agree with you. And I think there are, I, I do agree. I think, it, I think it's pretty much all corrupt. And the only thing that's going to, uh, fix any of it, it would be uh, it, by supernatural means uh, mm-hmm. through God doing it. So, um, I, I I mean that's why I guess I was asking before because it's like I think well the Watchtower does have a program uh, that people can build a faith in God and I think can develop a relationship with God. Um, through that means, uh, uh, just like, but I don't think they're the only ones, like they'd say. I think there's, you can do that uh, through other churches too. I mean, there's definitely people that have, you know, I thought this for, for a long time, like uh, my, one of my problems was how they, they, you know, they act like they're the only ones that can, you know, that know anything about God and stuff and, and, yeah. and everything. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I just, couldn't it didn't really make sense i think other people well, it doesn't make seem any to sense have pretty good case what's that it doesn't make any sense because if you want to be consistent with that position then the same thing would be true in the previous century so you know they have a little doctrine explaining all this but what you're looking at there is that mankind sat in darkness century after century right. until the watchtower mm-hmm. came along right mm-hmm. they're radical restorationists so <clears throat> Well, so what, uh, what I was going to say is, like, I, I, then I, so being that I don't, I, you know, I had trouble with, I have trouble with accepting that type of belief, but then I don't dismiss everybody in the Watchtower as well. I, I feel like those, I think there's sincere people that uh, have formed a relationship with, with, uh, God, uh, I mean, do you not think that? Or? Well, I do too, but I think they're in a small minority, and Christians do not hold to that view. And the reason is, um, <clears throat> is because, um, and I understand, okay, that they're going to say that they can't even get saved in the first place based on Romans ten nine because they deny the physical resurrection. So I want to tell say something about that because I haven't really talked about it previously. Um, the, the human mind is a very strange thing. <clears throat> And uh, I don't want to go into too much detail on this. It's kind of complicated. Uh, but, I mean, there are, I, I know this for a fact, there's Christians out there who, <laughs> they will make a profession of a certain belief. Christians like predestination. But their actions deny them. Now, I, I personally witnessed this. Now, God has to be the, the, pers- the one that determines, do you actually believe this or not? Because I've seen people who profess belief in uh, predestination, but they, they act like it's not true. They act like um, you can go out and do these things and bring them to pass through your own efforts. Well, that predestination doesn't, doesn't beat that. I'm sorry. Okay, so the question is, does this person really believe in predestination? And sometimes, you know, God would have to make a decision. He's the only one. He has, he has all the knowledge. Okay? Now, the reason I bring this up is because um, I know it sounds very strange, 
But I think that um, there are Jehovah's Witnesses who will profess uh, you know, the spiritual resurrection doctrine. But for some reason or another, and I, the theory, my theory is, is that God is protecting them, blocking their mind sufficiently uh, to enable them to reject it somehow, even if they don't realize it. Now, you don't hear people talk about this. But see, these kind of things are possible. So in the final analysis, and, and perhaps only God would know, because they probably would not vocalize this themselves, that God, his opinion is they actually believe in it. Because you'll see people, they, they're inconsistent with their beliefs. And so what do they believe? By, by how they act or what they profess? Now, this is important because in Scripture, like especially in the Hebrew, uh, belief has to do with action. And this is something that Christians have really missed because they're really big on profession. But you have to profess and then follow it up, like Abraham. This is why he's commanded or commended for acting in faith, you know, doing something to back up his beliefs, right. action. Because if you don't do that, see, here's the thing. According to Scripture, you don't believe. Now, this is not true of the, with the initial profession. It has nothing to do with that. This has to do with beyond that. Okay? But if you never do anything, then you do go back to initial, initial profession and go, didn't, never really believed it. You know what I mean? Because um, God would know. I mean, here's the thing. You could theoretically believe it, but never back it up. Initially, you could believe it. So it's possible. Just because you don't do anything later, that doesn't mean you never initially believed it, okay? But anyway, I think God is protecting some of these people. Because I, 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 I realized a long time ago, he does this to Christians. I actually uh, realized this when I worked around these Wesleyans. And... Um, <clears throat> These are the old-time holiness people, and they, there's hardly any of them left anymore, and they believe that they didn't sin. Well, you're going to go to hell. I'm sorry. There's two passages in First John, chapter 1, that state that uh, if you don't believe that you sin, then um, you're not aligned with God, and, you know, it's just completely out of the mix. And so are, is every one of these people a heretic, and they're going to go to hell? According to Scripture, yes. But um, I eventually concluded that they didn't believe this. They professed it, and I came up with evidence for this. Because these guys were sinning every day. I could see them sin. You know what I mean? They're not perfect. And so they would profess this. There's tremendous pressure. They have to profess because it's an experience. They go to the altar, and they, um, they, they repent. And then when they do... They obtain the state. It's a state like baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's a state. It's a spiritual state. And that's the state of sinlessness. And they stay in that state until they sin again. And when they sin, then they lose that state. They're no longer sinless, and they have to regain it. And this is what they teach, just like being baptized in the Holy Spirit over and over, and over again, but losing it over and over again. They actually teach this. It's called sanctification. And that's a perversion. And I believe... Here's what I believe. This is what I concluded. This is a very, very difficult burden to place on someone, okay? Because you can slip up any time, and they actually teach that if you die tonight, you'll go to hell. This is completely crazy. You've got to confess first, you see. And so um, they 
See, the, the, the human mind is following condition. It's capable of a lot of compartmentalization. In other words, you believe things that don't even make any sense. For instance, you'll believe two opposite things or two things that are in opposition. You can't believe both of them. You have to choose. Now, the layperson's mind, everybody does this. And the reason they do it is because you're going to have to do research and thinking to realize that, to identify the problem. You can't, they've never done that. They don't, they don't contemplate their own belief system. They don't um, critique their own belief system. People are too lazy. Everybody has a belief system, but most people don't critique it and they don't build a better one. They just kind of absorb things along the way. And uh, they're not actively trying to do anything there, okay? It just happens. And so um, there's an example that when you believe things that are opposite, because you don't realize that they can't be reconciled, everybody does this pretty much. I mean, I've done it, okay? I will fall, everybody follows for dialectics, you know, either or. I was doing that with predestination, okay? Uh, Everybody hears that there's two views over and over again. Uh, Either nothing is predestined or everything is predestined, right? That's what we hear. That's all we get. Well, you ever hear a view that some things are predestined but not everything? I never did. And actually, I still not heard this view, but that's what I hold to now. Well, I mean, I I, I think, well, that's kind of how I feel. Uh, I, I mean, I think that there... Well, even the Bible, look at, like, Old Testament prophecy for the, you know, that would have been, that came to be fulfilled there. I mean, those things had to take place, right? Like, those different prophecies, they, so they were, they were, they were predestined. Yeah. They cannot happen. be hanging in the balance. It has to be fixed. Right. Or they'll but be failure. But that doesn't necessarily mean, but then the problem is, if, if all things were predestined, then there's no point in us doing any of it. Why are we even having this conversation? Why are we Why are we trying to do uh, the best we can or not? Like it doesn't matter because it's all decided anyway. Like I'm gonna, I can't, I can't, I, I can't change the outcome. Like yeah. no matter what, because it's all predestined. So, so I, I think that's the only way to really logically look at it. That we, that that both are <laughs> the, 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 the case. You know? Well, I, you know, I, I had uh, an apologetic for all that because I used to believe that everything was predestined. There was no such thing as free will on any level. I just want to say I believe that the, the, you know, the greater things are predestined and the lesser things are not. So, And, and I think that okay. most things are predestined, but, but not, not everything. Because they just don't have to be. It's not necessary. I mean, if God wanted to do it that way, but I used to explain well, it. My God was, um, if, if God is trying to illustrate something, he simply wants to illustrate something. Now, we, we clearly have to all suffer for God to illustrate something, okay? But if that's what he wants to do to glorify himself, in that version of reality, free will is not necessary and neither is responsibility. If God can do whatever he wants to do. And if we have to suffer and experience sin for God to illustrate some big moral picture, guess what? That is ethical, and that's a possibility, and that's what I used to teach, and guess what? I still teach that, but, um, but that's a different issue with um, everything being predestined. I, don't, I, I still believe those things, but I don't think everything's predestined. So. Well, what, I mean, what, it almost seems like it would be what, what, why go through, why, why create, why create everything the way it is and 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 give you know people 
the the ability to uh, live their lives and stuff if if it, if it, if, it, if it was all um, if it was all just according to an already written script. What what would be the sense? I guess like, like I feel like God probably I I feel like God is is sharing himself with us in a sense and giving us the the ability to um enjoy life and all and all these things like because there's a love there and 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 you know sharing existence with with uh with with others i guess uh i i that might you know not go along with what you're saying as far as everything already being in existence or whatever but i mean I would, well, I guess I'll get to that in a minute, but, but, but if all these things were already decided, it just seems to ah, take away, like, and, and, like, a, I don't know, what's the word, authenticity, or, like, it, it, it just seems, it just seems kind of silly, I guess. If well, it would seem that way, with human logic, but. In Proverbs sixteen four, it actually says that he made everything for himself. Christians don't believe that. They believe that, um, like anybody else that believes in a crater, they believe that, um, um, you know, God created for man to be um, happy and experience happiness and um, all those wonderful things, you know. And then Adam screwed it all up. Okay, but I believe that. Um, I think you have to deny reality that uh, God wanted evil and he wanted suffering. That's what this world has. It, this world is dominated by evil and suffering. And this was God's plan all along. And what he's doing, see, God's plan is based on himself. He can do whatever he wants to do. So the question is, did yeah. God actually do what he wanted to do or did he do things to make us happy? You know what I mean? Well, so I've, talked about this, <laughs> I've talked about this in detail before, that God doesn't plan anything based on anything external to himself because it's a lesser good. Because of his nature, you see, his nature, it has to be, because of his nature, his plans have to be based around the highest philosophical good. And anything outside of himself is, is a lesser philosophical good. And the highest philosophical good is for God to be perfectly glorified. So that's what Christian scholars say that his plan is based around, to glorify himself. And actually, most Christians, they just don't ever, either they don't hear it or they just don't think about it at all. So they don't have enough pieces of the puzzle to even come up with a determination. But, um, well, I, I, I mean, I'm not against the idea that... Uh, the evil and the the what we see wasn't um, in the plan in any sense. Only because, uh, to, well, to maybe to get to a, ne- a, a a next stage in in um, existence or or whatever uh, in in to, to another to a further part of the plan. How about that? Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, and maybe that all what 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 has been going on 
up to this point and and all like if if that was being done with further intentions in mind later um but i don't i don't well, you know well, even i don't if know you that don't, even if you don't believe that this is um the way things are done you can see that you have to reflect um on the early part of genesis there that that is the priority in God's plan. Now, the priority is not the happiness of man. I, I'll attempt to illustrate it, okay? okay so anyway, yeah, I agree. I agree. So you have, uh, you have this paradise, and there's no defect as far as we know. And uh, Adam and Eve are happy. So there they are. They're happy, okay? And God wants them to be happy uh, forever and ever, right? Why wouldn't God want them to be happy, okay? Well, that's, that, that, that's, not, that's not true. It can't be. Because um, the scholars say that um, the word should be translated park, um, no, translated garden. And the Hebrew, it indicates that it's an enclosed park. Now, enclosure indicates protection. You might ask yourself, protected from what? Well, there was a devil or a serpent or whatever the heck, you know what I mean? Hmm. So whatever this creature was, it's not trustworthy, Okay. So, who was responsible for that creature being there? Because there was, even if there was an enclosure, that creature threatened their happiness. Who was the being that was responsible for that creature being there? God. Yeah. Okay. God. So right away you can see. Of course, will go well. He wanted to test Adam. Okay. Here's the thing. No one could deny this. That was such a huge priority with God to test Adam, that Adam and Eve's very happiness were threatened. You see God's priorities? His priority is not on keeping Adam and Eve happy. If, if that was a priority, he would never have allowed this to occur. Because see, what God allowed into the garden, right. here it is, one word, it was a threat. Now why did God do that? See, right there, he wanted to illustrate something. And we, I'm saying that because we don't hear that part the illustrate part, okay? And a lot we don't realize it is because God has never fully explained what he's done. I don't believe that he really illustrates everything until the judgment. And this is, it actually oh, yeah. teaches this oh, in Ecclesiastes. It says man does not understand what God's doing. That's that passage where it talks about um, the beginning and the end. Because God has concealed okay. it from them. It says in, yeah. he makes everything beautiful in time. That's what he's talking about there. See, the Bible's actually saying that mankind doesn't know. We can readily assume, obviously, that God's people know more, obviously. But see, God is including them as well and saying they don't know either. Now, he doesn't say what. What he's done is he's talking about what he has done from beginning to end. That's something that God's concealed. What is it talking about? It's talking about God's big overall plan. He has never communicated this to man. It's not really in the Bible. Because there's too many things in the Bible that are they're just not discussed. They're not, there's no clarification. Mm-hmm. And, and then he comes out in Ecclesiastes and actually admits, I haven't, I haven't told you what I'm doing in the big picture. Right. Right. And obviously, you've got two conclusions. He's either never going to do it, or he's going to do it at some point in the future. And I absolutely believe that. I believe it will happen at judgment. But see, right now, people don't understand what God's doing. They're not supposed to. He hasn't told, I don't, I don't know if he's told anybody, okay, about big picture. 
For instance, yeah. if God was to reveal through like a prophet that everyone volunteers to come down here, and that's the strange belief if you're Jehovah's Witness or Christian because you don't leave pre-existence. But there's nothing against pre-existence anyway. In fact, that, anyway, um, <clears throat> but it just if that, if that was possible, that would change everything right there, you know. Uh, because it would explain things like predestination and suffering. In other words, everyone's a martyr. We come down here, we make a conscious decision to glorify God, come down here and suffer. And then God removes all the memory. And because we don't have any memory, we're just going, what are we doing here? This doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Um, but that would explain, uh, in this view, you actually volunteered to go to hell to suffer, to glorify God. Now, people say, well, how is that going to glorify God? That doesn't make any sense. Well, they would have that problem because they don't understand. But um, what if that's true? That would change everything. And see, it's interesting. You can't use the Bible to, to disprove this. I know people think that, um, you know, preexistence is false, but they don't have a single scripture to disprove it. And the vast majority of Christians, they don't even think about the origin of the soul. In other words, entire life, they will never talk about the origin of the soul. This is just like shocking. They never do it in a local church. There's three different views. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a, tri- a trichotomous view, and there's the creationist view, and you know, the, cre- the view that um, the soul was created at the moment of conception, which is impossible to prove. Yeah. It's completely ridiculous. How would you know that, the moment of conception? It, it, it's an obvious absurdity. Well, and yet you'll hear people well, repeat I, this over and it, over and over again. The moment of conception, you know that? And then the other view is preexistence. But they don't try to, they don't try to prove preexistence wrong. They don't even talk about it. See these discussions that don't take place? That's cultic when there's a discussion. How important is the origin of the soul? That's pretty important. You can't talk about that. That is a cultic system by default. If those, convers- if those important conversations can't take place, that's always a cultic system. And that, that's, all these conversations that don't take place in the Watchtower, that alone proves it's cultic. Now, they, you see they're shutting down these conversations. And they're shutting down the people that bring the conversations up, right? So. Right. Well, as far as what you just said about, like, you know, the soul being created at conception, um, I mean, the soul comes from God. Right. Well, I think. No. I hold to a complicated view that everything comes from God, but as it comes from God, it um, becomes something uniquely other, just like your breath. It's your breath, and it um, it's moving from point A to point B. The origin of your breath is you, and it's your breath, right? Right. And it was contained with you, but the farther it gets away from you. Right. The less it's okay. identified with you, and the same would be true with a sunbeam okay. from the sun. That right. one part, that right. was the essential part of the sun, right? It was part of the sun. Okay. And then, uh, but now it's a sunbeam, and um, it came from the sun. Okay, yeah. so I believe that everything emanates from God. I think they're lying and covering this up, because you never hear it. And then, as, as we proceed from God, or things proceed from God, they um, become more dense, and they become less like God, and then they actually pass into a new category that has nothing whatsoever to do with God. It's called creation. Okay. See that? And that's absolutely critical. If you don't create that yeah. category, then you have what's called monism, 
and you have different types of that panentheism and pantheism. And people that are ignorant, they'll say, Dave, you're, you're a Neoplatonist and you're a pagan. They don't understand. I said, no, I, I escaped all that. See, this is a viable position. And you actually can't prove this wrong with the Bible. For instance, even the scholars who believe in ex nihilo creation, you know, out of nothing, they will admit there's not a single text that teaches this. And they use very careful, guarded language because they have to protect their careers and their reputations. And they say it's not explicitly taught in the Bible. Ex nihilo. Well, if you don't have a single proof text, then how could you prove emanation wrong? You can't. The Bible doesn't speak about emanation as a doctrine that is false. It says it's nowhere. So it's not a heresy. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, now, there could be heresies that are not, they don't have to be in the Bible. If something is obviously blasphemous, okay. But the problem is, you see this all over Facebook. People are so ignorant, they can't even determine what is blasphemous. You see? So <laughs> you, if something is obviously like a blasphemy of God, it should be heretical too. You know what I mean? Right. And that could be a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch of crazy things, you know. So. Well, yeah, to go back uh, to the creation thing or to, you know, conception and all. So, I mean, I kind of, I think I'm on similar uh, viewpoint, I guess. Like, I, well, so I feel that creation, the, the, the ability for us to to create um, uh, to, or to bring this to, to, to be able to conceive a child and and bring that new that, that new being or whatever like open up this this uh, ability for this segment of God's um, well, you know, the spirit or the soul or whatever that, that is coming from God and that the ability to conceive a child is like a gift from God to be able to, uh, you know, like uh, have the ability to carry out that that little sliver of creation out and just like being able to plant a seed or something and... and and like we're kind of we have the we're we're given it's it's almost like a loving um, sort of um, gift that we have to be able to do those types of things like to to expand the creation within within our uh, allotted um, you know ability to to to, to further it. Uh, so I mean I guess. I I I I guess it's yeah I don't think it's cut and dry like that just like oh the soul just the, I don't yeah I don't know I mean I think it does stem from God so I understand what you're saying I think that makes sense like how it gets further and and, and everything but but it's still that's where it's coming from and and that and then so my my daughter will be able to um, have that same she has that same gift, that, that ability to have her own children and, 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 and whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. but it, it's well, like that's a, a type of creation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't hold to the view, I guess, that it's just that 
no, there's no that 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 there is that it, it just all starts right there. No, I think it has to go back to God. Um, but you know, like it's it's just. But we're also uh, we. We're Have you heard me talk about these ability. undiscussed middle positions? I used to talk about that a lot. <clears throat> yeah. Pound the table. And, uh, Wait, yeah. Well, I'm actually the expert. I mean this, okay, on these undiscussed mental positions because I haven't seen anybody. I have a mental list of them. I've never written them down. But people don't know how many there are. Once you see how many there are, I'm talking about theologically in the Christian church, it's absolutely shocking because you would have to develop some kind of whacked-out theory that this could just happen by random chance because it can't. So it was deliberate. And what I'm trying to say, when you see this pattern over and over again, they go, here we go again, another undiscussed middle position. You see, that's exactly what emanation is. Ex nihilo creation is one extreme. Then the other extreme is pantheism or monism. Monism is there's one substance and all substances are divine, whether it's God or just divine or whatever. Okay, well, there's a big middle between those two extremes. Now, you know something? I've never heard any discussion, you know, Christianity. Um, it's really funny because emanation is like an unspoken heresy. There's never been anything that's officially condemned emanation, and everyone is like, oh, they're so trained. Oh, don't talk about that. Did you know that society trains you on what to say and what not to say? I've talked about before how they'll have like these um, <clears throat> big sports stars. And they might make like a racist statement or a statement against women or, or whatever. And then they have to get up and publicly apologize. And sometimes they have to go back and pub- publicly apologize a second time. I think that some of this stuff is just totally staged. Because see, yeah. what it does, it conditions the public actually by fear. It's conformity. Don't you do that. Don't you do what he did. Right. See how they're yeah. training yeah. and programming people, and the people sure. will conform to the new standards, even if these, even if this, see, look, at, they're teaching this right now on how to respond to the LBGT community. We have to treat them yeah. properly, don't we? Oh, yes, you do. Or you will not be an accepted member of this society. Do you realize that? Yeah. Okay. You will not be a good citizen. So you have to go through your training. And they're training everybody right now. Look at the bath. Look at the bathroom training. Yeah. They're teaching us how. Well, you have to go to the bathroom with new people now. Now you've got these prejudices, you see, and you need to change your mind and become a good citizen. So they do this kind of thing, you see. Oh yeah. And uh, the Christians yeah. who don't do any critical thinking, see, they have theological propaganda, and they put pressure on people to conform. And don't ask those questions. Those are improper questions. So, see, they do this. And I think that's exactly what they're doing. By the way, the watchtower is this kind of stuff, too, because Jehovah's Witnesses are extremely conformable people. They conform. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they're very robotic yeah. and mechanical. I, think, I don't oh, think yeah. they're as bad as they look. You see, because behind the scenes, I believe they do question things. But in what you see... It's just people going by rote and doing the right thing to please the society, and you know, don't do that. That's, yeah, you know what they say about that. You better not do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, plenty of people in my family have said things like that. That it's like, oh well, you know, I've had, you know, I've thought different things and stuff. But yeah, when it comes down to it, they 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 don't bring it up though, because they know they're not supposed to. 
So, and they have this mindset that, well, you just have to, you just got to wait on God. God will, you know, he's going to, he's going to take care of of it. Now, here's what I believe. I actually believe that Jehovah's Witnesses and the Mormons, this is just a general rule. There's all kinds of Christianity. I'm just speaking in general. I'll just skip over the Roman Catholics. Um, But um, Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons look better uh, externally, you know, out in public. Right. And I was going to ask you a question about that. I mean, they actually look like they're more moral than the typical Christian. Christians are like more liberal, you know. Yeah. And uh, they're liberal about a lot of things, like birth control. I mean, they don't even talk about it in Protestant Christianity. What the heck's wrong with these people? They don't talk about it in church? What? You think birth control might be important? No, abortion is, but what about birth control? Oh, we don't talk about that. I've never heard them talk about it. But uh, what I'm saying is behind the scenes, um, a lot of them live a different life. Sure, absolutely. You might be in a anywhere, so I was going to ask you, I mean, see, if Jehovah's Witnesses, I mean, they're almost like, they're anxious to... They got, they're people pleasers, actually. They're trying to please the society, but see, all the other Jehovah's Witnesses, they're watching, too. Everybody's watching. Did you start do something yeah. bad? Oh, yeah, it's very judgmental. I mean, I think a lot of the people, it, 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 they, they deny it, and I'll be saying yeah. this right now, but... But, no, there's a lot of judgment going on, for sure. You'll have a lot of judgmentalism in the churches, too. But, see, churches are a lot more moral, uh, uh, um, liberal ethically. For instance, like, you know, and you can just watch all kind of crazy stuff on TV, and they'll just kind of look the other way, you know. The only the few old-fashioned people will go, that's against God, that's a, that's a blasphemy, right. the corruption, you can't do that. That's the devil's TV. Like, you know, they just kind of look the other way, you know. Anyway, um, you must have seen some hypocrisy because it's hypocrisy everywhere. Um, I, I, I'm assuming that a significant number of Jehovah's Witnesses they live, you know, a little differently behind the scenes once you get to know them because they they what I'm saying they actually look really good. I don't think that all hold up to that behind the scenes because I just think they're too weak like everybody else. So, yeah, do you yeah. see any no, sign no, of that? I mean, you must have. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I could go. The first thing, for some reason, that comes to mind is when I was a kid, uh, the, the, there was kid in another kid in school. He was an elder son. And, yeah, like, he, I mean, I remember my grandma saying things like that, you know, just kind of like praising this kid essentially to me and, and whatever. And this kid was like, he was getting he would get into fights all the time. He would talk mm-hmm. about having sex with girls. He I saw I used to see him smoking and stuff. But he was an elder son, and I mean he'd go to the meetings and he'd play the part and everything. But yeah, so I mean yeah. that's a kid, you know, that's a kid and all. But yeah, that's, that's just like the first thing that comes to mind. But yeah, no, I mean I was saying like about my cousin before. Yeah, my uh, my my cousin. I I I'm aware of some pretty um. Pretty good wrongdoing that he's been involved in and stuff, and but yeah. pretty much I'm probably the only living person. Well, I don't know. There might be maybe one or two other people that mm-hmm. that aren't witnesses that might know of it, but I'm probably the only person. I'm definitely the only person, family-wise, that that is even aware of some of these things. And and but yeah, no, he's he's like I said, he's a ministerial servant and stuff. He's like he's a he's. He's a, he's a he plays the part. He dresses. He you know yeah. He looks nice and tidy in his suit, and he places a lot of magazines. I'm sure, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, so he, he he gives the appearance. 
Well, yeah. you're always going to have that kind of thing. You, you can't you can't conceal the, the human condition. Now, here's something else, okay? Um, you also cannot control your evil heart. Now, a lot of people that are like, I don't, oh, and they're thinking like, what? First of all, most Christians don't believe that. One will say, well, the Bible tells us to do that, okay? Yeah. That's not true, because in, in the Bible, it says that no man can control the tongue. Now, the Bible actually presents the tongue as the most evil member of the human body. In other words, it's not the penis. Yeah. Okay? It's not your anus. It's your, it's your tongue. What does it say? Does it say anybody can control it? No. Well, if you're going to control your evil heart, you have to control your tongue because that's the first priority. Can you do that according to Scripture? No, you cannot. So you're not, you cannot control your evil heart. And if you can't control your evil heart, then um, you're always going to be able to see this hypocrisy. It's going to, it's going to manifest somewhere. You know? Yeah, I mean, what, but I mean, you can control it in the sense that y- you are, I mean, people Absolutely. can do the best they can, you know. Like to, Let me to, explain to that real quick, it. by the way. I'm not talking about absolute control. Okay. There, there's another truth, and the other truth is you can control your evil heart. Now, isn't that a contradiction? No. In fact, if someone asks me, Dave, can you control your evil heart? I say the answer is yes and no, but the greater truth is no. Okay? See, the, the way to indicate that is um, how are these people able to look so good publicly? Here's the secret. They're making more of an effort. Right? Uh, They're motivated. Yeah, sure. If you're motivated, it strengthens your will. And if you're motivated to look good, you're oh, going to make a bigger effort. Okay? What James is talking about, ultimately, you can't ultimately control your tongue, but you have the power to make choices, and uh, not all choices are equal. Some of them, your will can become weak or strong. And see, your mind is involved with that. When you make personal decisions like, this is really important to me, or I really like that girl, I'm going to make a real effort to go get to know her better, you you can strengthen your will. But what I'm saying is that the heart is so wicked, you can't cover it all up. It's, eventually it's going to come out. And if you live around Christians, like in a family, everybody knows that everybody has sin, don't they? <laughs> you just yeah. can't cover it all. It's going to happen. You know, people are going to get in arguments and do crazy stuff, and then, you know, got to repent. And so that's all I'm talking about. You know, ultimately, you can't, you can't do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's an obligation to try to, you know, do as best as you can, though, with your imperfect tendencies and stuff. Uh, One of the big differences with Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses, by the way, is, um, you know, doctrine of salvation and the issue Uh of grace. So it's radically different than Protestant Christianity. I'll just tell you right now, Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses, they don't, they don't have a concept, a biblical concept of grace. So, and and they both have, they both have works of salvation. And I'm sure you've heard of that accusation. But see, that's yeah. that's that's the motivation, which most Christians don't have unless they're like you know holiness people or something like that. That's the motivation for doing all these good works. They have a wrong motivation, and they actually believe that they're going to get into heaven that way. It's interesting that you say that because 
I, I, yeah, I mean, I made that observation and I feel like it, I didn't, yeah, no, I mean, I've seen that and it, and it sort of, I saw it as a conflict, like, and something that I kind of, in my own personal, um, you know, endeavors and prayers and stuff, it's like, I, I, I feel like I, I'm, that's not really me, like, it, it's, it's beyond that, like, I, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, God's in control, it's like, uh, it's, it's, however it is, whether it's, um, for me to understand or not, like, that's okay, you know, and, and, and as far as me just trying to be out for my own gain to, 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 you know, get some sort of a reward or something, that's really not my motivation, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I have, you know, I, I see that too. I, I know what you're saying, like, and, but it's, yeah, for me personally, it, it really wasn't. And, and it was just like, I, I think that's what a lot of people, yeah, the way it is with a lot of people, they're just, they're essentially out for their own 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 game, I guess, or whatever. You know, it's not, their, their, their motives probably aren't really right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, hey, Dave, I'm going to have to get going. Okay, man. Here. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, we'll, I'll uh, text you or something and, and pick it up. Well, again. I'll invite you on the oh, show okay. sometime. Um, it can be any time because I may need to just have you come on. But Unless hey, you got, uh, got some kind of a conflict on Saturday, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. I don't sound, you don't sound like the kind of guy that likes to watch TV on Saturday night. So. <clears throat> No, I don't, I don't. You watch very much TV really or it get boring with you? No, get boring? I don't watch any. Uh, no, I've never bored. Like, uh, I, I I, mean, I don't know. I was watching some documentary. This documentary. Uh, well, it's, I guess it was a series from TV. It was on YouTube. I was watching it, but it was called Moon Machines. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of that one, but boy, hmm. that was some pretty funny uh, nonsense that, you know, <laughs> propaganda in those like you just filter through all the deception going on there but i was watching that last night on youtube but you know so i watch like stuff like on youtube and stuff but i don't oh yeah i watch stuff but i don't watch it on the television so yeah no yeah yeah i I have a television and we don't have cable or anything we have have yeah but but we don't it's not something if maybe uh it's an exaggeration to say once a week <laughs> we turn that on because that doesn't even happen once a week. But but yeah. let's say maybe once a week. <laughs> what, what, it's actually not that hard. What what needs to happen is there has to be a significant shift in the mind because people would go, yeah. wow, how can you do that? Not watch that. Says, let's, for instance, you know, people that go to church, you know, churchgoers, almost every one of them watch television. So it's that's what's good about being an internet type Christian. A lot of them don't which is kind of curious because I actually say they have lower morals than a churchgoer, at least they appear to. The church people look better, but perhaps we're being deceived by that too. Let's take, for, for example, just to show what I'm talking about. You will never hear a pastor say the word like crap or shit or bitch or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Even the false teachers, their entire life, not a single swear, swear word. And that just shows you Improves what I said earlier. You can make the effort. You know yeah. what I mean? You see that? Yeah. You can be good. 
Ah, but they can't do it all the time because they're just not sufficiently motivated. But anyway, um, Internet Christians are horrible. And they're dropping F-bombs and stuff like that. It's just lower lower morals, you know. And, and actually, yeah. just going to church is good for your potty mouth. Because when you go to church, nobody swears, right? Yeah. And it actually helps you. But I've seen people on a job, you know, Christians that go to church, and they're swearing up and down all over the place. I mean, I mean, they're just addicted to it. They don't even... They've moved yeah. beyond. They've moved beyond thinking it's wrong. Yeah. Because if you think about yeah. it's wrong, it's going to bother your conscience. So don't even think about it anymore. They justify it. I'm just saying, there's no Christian should be talking like that. But all of our language, by the way, is deteriorating. Yeah. The, the, all the Christians. Well, yeah, that's that's all of it. Problem. I was, that's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, the thing is, the biggest. I, I, I mean, well, the thing is, when you look back at a lot of the origins of that stuff, like shit or something, like. No, that's a legitimate word that was... Yeah. That was... It's the other word, crap. <laughs> Both crap and piss is in the King James. I think crap is in there. It's been pisses. Oh, I didn't know that, but... Yeah. And, and guess what? But, it actually uh, means... It means what it says. When it says piss, it actually... See, that was... Uh, it didn't used to be a slang word. Old English. <laughs> it turned into a yeah, slang exactly. word. <laughs> they were real words, yeah. yeah. But we've... Well, even the word... Well... Like I don't know if you ever looked into the origins of the word "fuck," for example. Like that. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. was. I have. I mean, that, <laughs> it, it's. I, I realize that it's changed meanings and stuff, and it sounds crude now. But but it was. I mean, there's even names, old English, German names that had the word instituted into the family name. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it. You know, and it meant to to hit someone or to fight or or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that was funny is then you, you take a word like, um, you know, it's a common thing to hear somebody say, stop bugging me or you're bugging me. Uh-huh. Well, the origins of that is actually a bugger is someone that would have been, would have been a man who, 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 who was sodomizing someone. That's what yep. bugging is. So yeah, I'm aware of it's that. okay it's to actually... say stop bugging me, <laughs> but you know, uh, well, people don't even realize that those. That's actually the origins. Whereas if you said fuck, that the origins of that are 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 not even as crude as the other one that's acceptable. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're the first person that dropped the f bomb on here that it never it, and it never bothered me. You know why? Because it's the context that you use it in. See, the context that we're using right now is permissible. Uh-huh. Oh I mean, yeah. From my end, it's not permissible yeah. on TV. It's not permissible in church. It's right. permissible. I don't have a problem with all of it. Uh, anyway, it's kind of interesting. And it's really not the way I, I I don't well I like you said it's a deterioration in language. I, that's, I don't really go around cursing and stuff. Cause I, I mean, I think that there's. Uh, better ways to use your words and 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 you know express yourself and uh, like I have a friend who I mean I, it's funny sometimes because I've I've counted and every it's like every fourth word out of his mouth you know and 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 it's 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 just it's a little ridiculous but it's 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 well you talk about the evolution <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it shows the stupidity of people you know like when that, that that's how and that's actually how a lot of these words took on these these profanity uh um took you know uh, uh that that's how they became profanity was because the lower class it was 
those words were were considered low class because they were un- they were used by the uneducated classes and and who had limited vocabulary. Well, it's it is kind of the same thing now. Like uh, it's just common that you know people just talk like that. Uh, just out of habit, I guess. You know, I guess just. Uh, but but that that's that's kind of the point. You know that that they don't have a better wider range of vocabulary, so they're limited to just using those types of words to express their 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 feelings or whatever. Well, it's 4.18 p.m., and uh, when I think of that, I think of Proverbs 4.18. That's that's one of the biggest passages in the Watchtower, isn't it? Proverbs 4.18. Yeah. So I guess we should let you go. That's probably a sign from uh, Jehovah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, let me say real quick, then. Man, I because you talk about you you said you you bring up getting these weird times on the clock. I it's this is a this is a daily thing for me. I get nine eleven, I get eleven eleven, I get one eleven, seven eleven. I get these constantly, oftentimes twice a day. And then what? But what happens a lot of times too is if I don't get the nine eleven, I'll get nine ten. Like this morning, I got nine ten, and. And and that happens a lot too. I'll get nine ten. So, but it's it's weird. And you, you know, I've never really heard anybody else mention that uh, except for you. Uh, but I don't know what to make of it. But it, it sort of drives me nuts. It's like, why does this always happen? You know? Okay. Well, this is weird because um, right before you said that, that's what I was thinking about, and. Uh, Oh, and I actually, I would actually remember that earlier today I saw a 9/11, and I actually write these things down. Okay. And I was actually writing them down when I was talking to you because I had a, a an 11:01 earlier. <clears throat> oh no, oh, okay. this is before I called you. It was 11:01, you know, and I wrote it down. Oh, okay. I wrote that down. But anyway, I saw a 9/11 today, and I've been seeing a lot of 9/11s, and I'm highly suspicious that this has something to do with possibly going to war here soon. So I, I'm concerned about this uh, Syria situation. Uh, I don't want to go yeah, that right now, but I, I don't trust what they're yeah. saying. I think it's a false flag. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's we all, mentioned that earlier. I don't know if it was being recorded or not. Yeah. Just, right. Anyway, I'll yeah, I think there, it's all, it's, it's, all right, all right, dude. Well, uh, you have a good afternoon, man. Well, we'll see if the fake all just say it's all fake. You know. Um, by the way, do you hang out with him at all? Do you talk to Ab? No, I never have. Uh, I mean, okay. I've listened to it, but no, I've never hung out there. Okay. I, 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 I've been on the show. You had me on one time. Right, yeah, I'm aware of that. And I've heard mm-hmm. you on uh, some of the, uh, at least one of the Hoaxbusters calls. Yeah, the last time I got on there, I talked about the artificial night sky. I think Chris thought I was a flat earther. Um, I bet you he did, because he, he went into a flat earth rant, anti-flat earth Yeah. And I just went silent, and I was going, I think he thinks I'm a flat earther. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was directed yeah. to me. I don't know. I don't know. But he does not like that flat earth unless he's changed. Yeah, um, no, he, 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 he doesn't really uh, makes- remember that too much. And, and I, I'm not, I'm, I, that's, I'm not either. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm just a skeptic as far as uh, a lot of that stuff goes. Like, I don't, uh, you know. I, all I know is I don't know, you know, and I don't have, I, I, I certainly not taking math as a word for anything, you know, but, um, 
But uh, on that note, so something. Let me let me yeah, real quick. I'll, I'll ask. So with the whole cloud behind the moon stuff, mm-hmm. I I've tried to observe this, uh, and what my what I do observe is it looks like from my eye, like it seems that I can see what would look like maybe a cloud behind the moon, but I'm not certain that it's not a cloud in front of the moon that just the moon uh, is so luminous compared to it that it, it's making it look like it's actually behind. You yeah, you're not getting a, you haven't got a good view yet. What you want, you need a darker cloud, like a darker, it doesn't have to be dark gray, but a darker gray. And then, uh, and also, okay. it's better to see it with the sun, but you can't you can't do it unless it's the first and last hour. Okay, and I have, I have that, with the that's, with the sun being out and I see the moon. Uh, I have made the same observation, where it's like I can't tell if it's because it's a blue sky and I could see a cloud, but I can't tell if it's I can't say for sure that it's in back of it. You know what I mean? The best, the best one is a long, giant, dark cloud stretching from left to right. Okay. It's right behind the sun. And it's even better if it moves towards the sun. And you can see that nothing changes. It goes behind the sun. It's stretching from left to right, and there's nothing you can, there's nothing you can do. Now, most people have never seen this before, but it's absolutely devastating. I mean, you're, <clears throat> and that's a person just going to be in denial, you know. Last night, I was out about 2 in the morning. I had binoculars, and I was just looking at the moon. I do this a lot, and, and uh, it was weird. But it just within a couple of minutes, I, I don't know if there was just clouds moving through the sky pretty fast, but it when I, it, it was very bright. Like, there was the, the light coming off was really bright, and, and it had, there was kind of like almost like a, a haze in front of the moon. But then... I literally, it was like I went and moved to a different part of the yard and looked back and it was totally clear. And mm-hmm. then within another minute or so, it, 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 the clearness went away. So mm-hmm. I was just like, what the heck is going on? It, was, it looked like, I don't hey, know, Dave. strange five, ten minutes. Dave. Yeah, just a second. Can you hear me? Yeah, just a second. Oh, excuse me, uh, Johnny. Uh, what I want to say, um, Rich, is that um, what you want to understand initially before you get a really good view of it is that it, it looks like the clouds are – or the moon is in proximity to the clouds. Now, what you're seeing sometimes is the moon is in the cloud. You can see the moon, but it's in the cloud, and it's not covering the moon up, but you know, there's clouds in front of it and there's clouds behind it. That's what you start seeing normally early and then later you're going to eventually see a good cloud behind the moon. But see, it, it's it's in the same area as the clouds, you know, the distance from Earth. That's where it's at. Yeah. So it's just what you do, it's like this little mental exercise. You allow that possibility, and then you can actually see it. See, we don't allow our minds to, to do that because it, it's, it's nonsensical. That makes no sense. We won't allow our mind to, to see that. Just It's a little mental exercise. Just allow yourself to believe that um, the moon is right where the clouds are at. You know what I mean? And then you can see yeah. that, wow, it actually looks like that. In other words, allow yourself to see that. We're not talking about proving anything or actually seeing a cloud behind it yet. With just the, the initial stages, it looks like it's right where the clouds are at. It is. It's not, a, it's not an illusion, okay? 
Mm-hmm. And that will, that will help. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm open to it. You know, I, I've looked for it, so it's not that I just dismiss it. But yeah, I mean, um, I'm yeah, I, I, I hear you. So. What were you saying there, Johnny? I was asking if you were talking to the same person that you were talking to before about chemtrails. I've only been talking to him, so yeah. Okay, because there's another guy that you were talking to. He wanted a solution to chemtrails. It's just him. There's only been one person. Yeah, yeah, it was him. We did briefly talk about chemtrails for a couple minutes there, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, because the solution. Did you ask like what's the solution to chemtrails? Like how to what's what do you how do you deal with chemtrails? No, uh, no. I thought that was you. I don't think there's a solution, but there's things you can do to protect yourself. I think the number one solution is our orgone. You just I make make that, that orgone. You destroy yeah. the chemtrails. I mean, because I made. These are our orgone blasters, if you just type that in. But you, uh, when you make a bucket blaster, like a huge, pale bucket blaster, you know, uh, get two gallons, and then you put the uh, copper pipe, you know, the seven-foot copper pipe, and you layer that with orgone ingredients. It packs mm-hmm. a punch. It destroys the chemtrails at a long distance, long range. So, I mean, just the pucks. Having a puck, that'll protect your, at least, like, your body. Around you, but okay, it's not going to get. Right now. I'm, not, I'm not convinced of that. I'm not convinced of that. I, I don't believe but that. And you, I've seen you, it. I've seen it, Dave. Well, we, we they, can talk they about it. They sprayed okay. and yeah, they okay. sprayed. They spray higher. They try to spray okay. higher. They you destroy them, and then you've seen no, no, the no, ones no. with the six no, no, chamber, no. right, Dave? Like you, you no. know, they make it like six points. I've made one of those. They sent a helicopter to my house, and I made one of those. All right. It's important to understand that you can't prove that organite can destroy a chemtrail. I'm going to explain why. Because what you, what you have to prove is that um, it was destroyed instead of being dispersed. What someone needs to prove to me that organite, organite can, can, can organically change any chemical, any chemical. I don't believe that it can so I'm, I, I believe it disperses the chemtrail, but doesn't destroy it because it would have to organically well, change the chemicals. So you have to be. I know what you mean, that. Dave. I don't think you can do it. That's a really what? That's a really great approach. I said that's a really great approach. I appreciate that because it's true. I know, but I mean, does the bear? I don't think organ, I don't think organ cloud, destroys any any it's chemicals. You know, cloud. it's a chemical but, cloud. It's a chemical cloud, right? So. But, well, we call them chemtrails and we call them chemical clouds, but we don't really know exactly what's in them. So what if there's something more sinister that's in them that organ's destroying? Because it is dispersing them. And and they don't stick. The the, the thing is, is that they don't stick and they go away. They don't, okay, well, now, you know, that they become to them. They don't turn into chemtrail clouds anymore. Let me make a statement about organite, okay? Organite is a frequency tool. And what organite can do is change the frequency of chemicals to make them less harmful. Now, I actually believe that. You know why? Because everything is frequency. So is it going to impact the frequencies? Is it going to make them better mm-hmm. or worse? It's going to make them better. So there you go. But as far as destroying the chemicals, so it doesn't exist? No, I don't believe that. Well, it's definitely doing so it, something that's uh, dispersing them. You're right. Yeah, because 
It makes I the chemtrails it'll, less harmful and disperse them. Because it yeah, I would not them use that up. Kind of That's why people call them destroy people call cloud busters. Can you hear me very well? I can hear you, Dave. You, you sound really sound fine. Okay. I would not use the word destroy or annihilate, but if I did, I would only I would uh-huh. define it by saying I'm only talking about dispersion. In other words, when you look up in the sky, the chemtrail is totally destroyed. Why? Because we don't we, we we don't see anymore. Okay, but I'm saying the well, chemtrail. Well, it's, like it's pushing this. It's pushing that yeah, back. It's pushing it. It's, well, I say it's destroying it because it's not doing what it's supposed to do anymore. It's supposed to stay well, up there and turn into a chemtrail cloud. And what it does well, is essentially settle in land and, and come into your breathing space and to to your, no, your vegetables. And, I mean, doesn't it ultimately do it all does. that stuff? Yeah, that, yeah. That's what it does anyway, so. Okay. And having, so, so having our org on, you're, you're putting a blanket. You're like a dome. It's like a huge dome of protection over your area. Okay, so Johnny, I think the only way you could use uh, annihilation or uh, uh, destroy is, is to make the case that you've rendered the, the chemical 100% harmless, okay? It's not, you didn't just disperse it, but you also rendered it harmless. Well, you did something. I mean, the, yeah, when, I, when I see chemtrails, when I walk around, I pray a specific prayer that, you know, if it's in Yah's will for it to be done, in Yeshua's name, that the uh, chemtrail turns into a benign water vapor, <laughs> harmless to human, animal, and plant life. You know, that it just, it doesn't, it isn't what it's uh, you know supposed to be. So other than that, let me ask you something. Oregon, do you believe that reptilians are physical beings? Mm, I think they could. I think they could definitely be physical, but for the most part, I don't think that they. I don't think that they are. It depends what you mean by what kind of reptilians, too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So well, there's different types of reptilians, but I mean. Um, do you think that organite can destroy a physical being? I think that it can harm it enough to make it want to leave. And uh, okay. I think over time, if it's near the organ enough, it's not going to be able to stand it. Like, it chokes it, it'll die. Like, it won't be able to breathe anymore. And uh, it burns them. So, I mean, it's not going to kill them, like, right Let outright. me ask you a question, okay? I- I don't mm-hmm. like to bring up the name Sherry Schreiner on this show, but I'm going to make an exception, okay? Does Sherry Schreiner teach that um, with her organite, these, not only are these beings destroyed, but they pass into a state of non-existence? Is that what she teaches? She says, she says that about, let's see, what she says about reptilians is that it can kill them. Yeah, it does. And that um, okay, does it, their body to, to kill and have it killed? Well, see, so okay, yeah, now, the is, body. Does the body? It doesn't. It doesn't does, does, it, does it dematerialize? No, because Sherry says that the organ that kills all these grays, the gray aliens, she says that uh, they take those bodies up to the moon and then they incinerate the bodies, and that's why you see that haziness around it. Are you rich? Yeah. I'm sorry that you had to be exposed to that ridiculousness, but that's that's Sherry Schreiner there for you. So. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. No, I, did you hear what he just said? Well, about the reason that the you don't up to the moon. I did. 
the that's that's typical of her. She will say those kind of absurdities right down the line, and it's nothing that you can disprove other than the fact that it's it's a, such a massive uh, absurd absurdity it's, that we can just assume it's it's not true without investigation. But if it is, you true, have to have good strong faith for that. You would have to trust Sherry Schreiner. <laughs> yeah, now, do you really, I, Johnny? Johnny, do you really believe thing. there's somebody else? Do you believe, really believe there's somebody else out there, you know, that didn't borrow that view from Sherry that is saying I've, that? We can, but I think I've, we can rest assured she's I've the never only person heard in it. world history. I've actually never heard it. Yeah, and you know something? She does this over <laughs> and over and over again. She's the first world person in world history to make this statement, and that statement, and this statement, and that statement. Run down the line. Nobody has said these things, and people would actually be embarrassed to say them. But she says them, and then you're all supposed to believe everything I, she says. I think they need. To, I think they need to be said. Because um, you believe in some kind of an obscure form of comedy, or what? Well, you, Dave, your view is that the moon is sacred and has not been touched. Ever. Well, it has nothing to do with me. So, Well, that, that's I'm your view of the moon. Any, so any, um, if your any view of the moon that mind, has never been touched... Any, just a second. Any reasonable mind would say that these things are all absurdities. But for some reason, she doesn't believe these things and her followers don't. But any to a reasonable uh, mind, everything, all these things. So you're, you're, dis- you, you're disagreeing with you that? Did ask, well, you asked about the bodies, so that's where she says she takes... Uh, well, that's where she says they are taken. So Okay. If Sherry Schreiner believes these things, here's what I believe. Um, I believe a lot of things, too, but I'm not going to speak them in public. She should keep them to herself. Okay? Because you can't prove well, any I think of these things. And what it does, well, it, puts pressure, it puts pressure on her believers. You know, if you want to be a good oh, Sherry Schreiner Dave. follower, you've no, got to believe her. So it, it puts pressure. If, you shouldn't put pressure on people. No, like that. right Right from the beginning, Sherry's always been really out of the, you know, she's been out there. So when when you've already, I mean, she said this late, 2013. I mean, this was this is old stuff. I mean, by the time you hear this, you've already heard everything else. Like, I mean, she used to talk about a special, in these special shows, about two of them, talking about these brains that are, like, I think I, I talked to you about them before, like these brains that are living underneath a huge, like, um, underground base they're just situated there and there's just all kinds of craziness that goes along with that i mean i i what i wanted to do was uh come up with like a uh on another like on a friday the 13th show i wanted to uh have like the best of top five sherry shriner shows and that was definitely one of them so i just wanted to say like by the time she says something like brace of being incinerated on the moon that's why you see the haziness i mean that's that's nothing I know. Compared to, I know. There's so. a, now here's the thing. She has a long list of these apparent absurdities. Now this is very important. Okay. As you go over these one by one, this is straight mathematics based on what we know about reality. As you examine these apparent absurdities one by one, it becomes mathematically less likely that she can have any kind of credibility. Now, if, if she does, she said so many of these things that she would be the greatest mind in world history. And if she, is, she either is or she isn't, and if it, she isn't, it's a huge, massive opposite, and the opposite is true. Okay? And that's all you have to do to make it. Just look at these things and ask yourself, 
it's becoming less likely that this is true. And then next, yeah. read the next fantastic pro- proclamation and then go, okay, she, she did it again. Now it's become even less likely that this is true. Yeah. And it's a yeah, great mountain right. of absurdities. It's a huge mountain. It's not even scalable. The whole thing is just... I know, I've got... It's, it's completely absurd. I've got my own... If she's God's mouthpiece, she says she's God's mouthpiece. Okay. Yeah. But if she's not, then it's the opposite. Okay. It's, it's, it's extreme either or. Well, she says she's yeah, she's the Lord's mouthpiece on earth, the ambassador. Um, yeah, you you have ambassador, to be like the ambassador. Uh, see, she's what, a gatekeeper. What this, is, what this is, well, she's assigned herself all kinds of titles, hasn't she? What this is, she's as in like a keeper of the rights, or massively wrong. See, there's no middle. It's it's only extreme possibilities. Because but, yeah, the thing is, that, if all those if all those things that she said are true, she'd be incredible. But if they're not true, they're tremendous well, errors. They're, see, they're either well, big lo- they're either big truths well, or big errors. So they are they big truths or big errors? She's the only person in history, the only mind that has conceived these things. You see what happens when you start to examine it on the most crucial level? You're already it's incredible. Before you even examine it, because you're going how on a percentage basis, how is this going to actually play out? There's no way that all these fantastic proclamations could be true. But if they were, then she would be the greatest mind in world history. So it really comes down to one thing. Is she the greatest mind in world history or is she not? Now, I actually believe that she believes that she is. And if she doesn't, then she's being inconsistent. Because you would have to believe that to be consistent. You understand that, don't you? There could be no other mind that's greater than Sherry. There cannot be because of what Sherry has already done. She already has a track record. So you can, you can measure the things that she has said. They can be examined now. She has a record. And if these things are true, then uh-huh. she's the greatest mind ever. If she's not, um, it's well, time for some medication and an institution. I don't think she really cares for that kind of... She doesn't really care for that title because she, what she always just says to us, repeats, is that she was just sent here to be uh, to sound the alarm of the locusts and the locust evasion and revelation to prepare the you know, as many as possible who can hear it for the giants, the locusts, and uh, you know all these creatures, the nightmare creatures that are going to be on the earth during the you know the time of uh, when when they're released and, and all that. So that's what the Oregon's all about: setting up protection areas, safe zones. And so even though I've oh, got a problem with Sherry. That's uh, based on a massive assumption that Organite has anything whatsoever to do with locusts. Well, see, that's why she, massive, she says Oregon was given. She says Oregon was given to her by God, by Yahuwah, by the Most High to protect as many of His people as possible during these times to come. Well, it so does protect from it protects from electro, negative electromagnetic energy. What does that have to do with reptilians? <clears throat> But she's saying it's going to protect against uh, all these giants that are coming, these locusts. But they, she's already you know, claimed that she's destroyed many spaceships, correct? Yeah. I have the quote. I've seen it. I just read it recently. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something right Thousands. now. Thousands. 
Thousands have crashed. Let me tell you something right now, because I've never said this and I've never heard anybody else say now. I've been a full-time researcher for 25 years. Now, I'm going to do one thing. Okay, I'm going to assume that Sherry Schreiner is in good mental health. Okay? Okay. Now, based on what she has said... Um, she's basically said the craziest things that I've ever heard ever from a human being in my estimate. What did I just say? I said the craziest things ever anybody has ever said. I'm talking about the greatest of them. You know, Dave. Now, what it would be good is to start comparing her with other people and saying who has said crazier things. Now, this would really accomplish something because it's, you know, really sink your teeth into something. Because you take a historical figure. For instance, you could compare her with uh, Cyrus Teed. He had a uh, kind of an inner inner earth cult. And it was uh, actually the primary concerns of that cult were cosmological. They had a different cosmology. It was called Koreshian. He changed his name like David Koresh. He said a lot of crazy things, okay? Uh, but, but not like her. Um, Dave. Uh, she's outdone hey. Joseph Smith. She's, she's, outdone, she's outdone any kind of – let me put this way. I know a lot about religion, and I know a lot about cults, and I know a lot about weird religions. And over the last 200 years, um, I cannot think of any religious person that said more outlandish things than she did. And none of these things are provable. She can't prove them, and neither can anybody else. This is a this is a large body of proclamations that are impossible to prove. But we all agree that it's impossible to prove that they're hauling these bodies up to the moon, the bodies of the graves, right? So you you have to believe what she says, right? Yeah. And, it, and, and anywhere else, we call that a cult, don't we? We call that we always call it a cult, don't we? Dave. But if it's Sherry Finer, it's not a cult. Dave, the only person I really compare her to is you, and so I know that she's got her problems. Uh, thanks a lot. But, you know, I, I absolutely hate that, and I wish she wouldn't do that. I don't like my name associated with her anyway, so please, please don't have to do that again. Well, I only yeah. compare her to you because you guys are the only people that um, whose information is that which I really resonate with the most. Okay. I, I mean, here's the thing. There's, there's I, no, I, here's the thing. An uneducated person is not... Um, he doesn't have the skills to distinguish between the profound and the absurd. To him, it's, it's all profound. And I, 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 I actually, I'm not going to name the person's name, but um, he's a friend of mine and he's young. And when he was first around me, I saw, I immediately identified this problem with him. He believed absurdities, and um, he he mixed them. He couldn't distinguish between them and something that was actually profound. You know what I mean? But he's gotten a lot better. So it's not you. <laughs> but see, to an uneducated mind, it all sounds profound. Let's take an example. When you get Michio Kaka or whatever his name is on Coast to Coast, you know, this, what is he, Japanese-American, uh, I don't know, what is he, astrophysicist or something like that? That guy gets on there and says one scientific absurdity after another. Because he repeats all this NASA propaganda, okay? And I'm talking about the new stuff. The new black hole discovered last night. You know, oh, wow, that's what we're going to talk about. This giant mass black hole. 
<laughs> this is totally manufactured for stupid people. Now, he gets up there, and you have naive listeners listening to him, and they're like, he's throwing around all this pseudoscientific jargon. You don't even understand what he's talking about. You're ignorant, right? But see, to the ignorant person, oh, it sounds so profound. You see what I'm getting at? Here's the thing, Johnny, Johnny, just that you actually don't understand what he's talking about. It's, it is actually over your head, because, but because it's over your head, you don't realize that it's one absurdity after another. You think, wow, this is so profound, and science is incredible. You see that? Yeah, but so Dave, this, this kind of thing happens. Sherry, happens. Sherry's really simple. I mean, it's so simple. Um, and I know to you, she doesn't make sense, and other people think she's like, my friend thinks she's she's just crazy. And uh, so when I first started listening to Sherry, everything made sense. Everything made sense. And it always oh. made sense. Okay. I don't want to talk about anything positive with her on the show, so keep it short. <laughs> In other words, you were well, thinking that you were, you were massively confused. So, okay. Well, I, yeah, I'm just saying that's that when I first mind. listened to her, everything made sense. And I know that she's got her problems. But... When it comes to the orgo, and I still believe everything about it, like how it's going to be able to kill the zombies that are coming. Well, that was an unprovable theory if there ever was one. <clears throat> well, is there ever been I, an I wonder, device that? Just a second. Has there ever been an organized device that has killed a single zombie? Well, Dave, we, we've got orgo. This, this, this orgo is God's recipe, though. I got another question for you. Our orgo is special. There is no other okay, organ that came right, from so answer, God. Answer the, so. answer the first question. Has the organite ever killed a zombie? I think sure it says it has, but... Um, I, I was just going to ask you the second question. The second question is going to be, has Sherry ever claimed that organite... So she's, she never killed, she's never killed one, and I don't, I'm she's not never, sure... I actually don't think she's ever said that um, she's witnessed it. Killing zombies, but this is all revelation, you know. Well, just stop right there. What Sherry Schreiner is known for is action from a distance. She'll tell you uh, all these things that are happening far, far away. She's able. Well, she's to see the first what's going zombie. On at the other side of the earth, or up in space, or under the earth, or in this realm. Nobody else can see it, but she can see I, it, right? I honestly, Dave, I honestly believe what she's saying about the zombies. And I've got my own views on the zombies, what kind of zombies we're going to be dealing with. That's actually... I know that you that do. Sherry that's doesn't that's the only reason why I'm having this conversation with you, because you actually still believe some of these things. So we're still trying to help you, well, Tony. Well, I'm just thinking about, are we still going to... Are we going to live through these zombies? You know, what, what's going to happen? How soon? What, you know... Well, first of all, it's a massive assumption that these zombies are actually going to appear... Well, there's different it, types, the reason why. and no, we see the programming it's for it. The, it's not something in the Bible. Okay. You well, no, it's, I mean, Dave, we have to surpass just that because it's just, it's outside. The, it's us. I mean, there's, there's reasons for, for why. Reason. Okay, the reason I'm saying that is because man has never been able to accurately determine the future unless God reveals it. So why are we trusting uh, her proclamations about these zombies? Man is notoriously wrong about what's coming around the corner. Look at all the predictions. How many people predicted anything? Uh, like false flags or this or that, you know, since 
Uh, I've said on the show like one time they got there was this one. I think he was an agent on the payroll, so he doesn't even count either. He got the 2008 recession rent. He was using some kind of a computer bot program supposedly. But nobody's predicting anything. You know how everybody's wrong over and over and over again? Okay. <clears throat> That's the nature of man. That, see, the future is hidden by God. So this is why you can never be confident in anyone that is speaking in detail about the future. You have to be naturally skeptical, and her followers are not. They believe that she can speak in great detail about the future. Let me tell you something. You know who's done that historically? Unless they were inspired prophet, nobody. You see that? And the, the Illuminati don't either because if they knew that much about the truth about the future, they wouldn't tell you because they're not in the business of telling you about the future. For instance, like they would, uh, they would give knowledge to Jules Verne and then he would put these codes in his books about the future. Well, where did he get that? He got that from them. But they're only going to give them so much because they don't want accurate. The Illuminati is not going to come out and tell you the truth about the future because they don't, they don't want you to know it. So, so nobody's ever done this. But we're supposed to believe that she has because she's speaking in tremendous detail. On and on and on and on. Nobody's ever done that. And that's a disaster right there that's ready to happen. Okay? Nobody has ever spoken in a detailed body of knowledge like that and had it come to pass. Name one person ever. Right there, if you're even thinking at all, you're going, you know, something, what's the chances that this is just going to pull this one out of the head? <laughs> I just told you. Extremely unlikely at the very, very least. So, you still there, Johnny? Yeah. Oh, I thought that the groom ended or something. <clears throat> all right. You were kind of talkative there. Surprised me. I've seen the chick. I know that she got her problems, but I still believe um, a lot about the Oregon. That's not going to change. I don't know why. Um, well, you know, well, for as much as I know that she's wrong about all these other things, I just can't seem to uh, disagree with what she says about the Oregon. Uh well, I believe a lot of stuff about the Oregon. It's just the extreme claim. I'm talking about the extreme claims. The destroying beings, knocking spaceships out of the sky. Come on. This is... Yeah, I, I believe all that. I believe that it's going to kill the giants. It's going to kill the uh, these uh, nightmare creatures. She calls them beasts. All these, you know, things that we've seen in video games are going to be out and about. They're real. Like, Did you know the Bible creepers. The Bible does talk about this to some degree. It talks about the beasts uh, in the book of Revelation uh, that will be unleashed uh, um, upon mankind. It doesn't say what they are, though. <clears throat> but you could you could let your imagination go wild. Because, you know why? Because they, the Illuminati, they've got all these um, monsters. I totally believe in that. Kind. She talks about some stuff that I believe in, you see. I recognized that way back in 1999. I recognized it right away. I was going, oh, they're here. But I didn't draw a good conclusion out of that. I said, she looks like a mind-controlled subject that has been artificially fed a few profound things with a funny little twist on them. And I've never changed my opinion. 
I've never seen the evidence. All the evidence I've seen is bolstered that position. So that's what I've always believed. <clears throat> and you can go on Google and you can see other people believe the same thing. And uh, you got to scroll down a little bit, by the way. <clears throat> so anyway, anything else? You still there, Rich? No, he left. You still there, John? Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, it's going to end any minute, so I might as well end it. So why'd you uh, why'd you go in the black hole? Uh, it was just a conversation. I didn't even tell him that I was going to push the record button. I only did that um, after the conversation started. I could tell that he wouldn't he, he wouldn't care. You know, I kind of know that. Uh, but guess what? I forgot to merge the calls. So I think we lost like the first hour. Uh, so on the recording it's dead air so this would have to be edited because nobody's going to listen to an hour of dead air it will have to be edited and nobody will ever listen to it it's room two stuff if I ask you a question it might sink the podcast okay I'll stop it okay you can go ahead and ask me I'll stop it right now with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.